Hey, Brett, how you doing? Quick, short, open. Uh, no hey, home theater nerds. Not yet. This is a special pre-show. You're laughing at me, and I know why now. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing at me. You're like, oh man, this guy gets way too excited. There we go. No, it's only because I love you, DJ. I know. I know. And that's what I mean. I know this now. It's so great. Um, yeah, I wanted to, oh crap. I used to, my computer, my monitor is going crazy, but I can still see you at this monitor. All right. Are you still with me? You still here? I'm still with you. All right. Brett Bjorquist, the man, the man with a mission, market maker, (laughs) right? Um, I just, I, uh, you know, I reached out to you at that Monday after Cedia, uh, and I wanted, at the time, I wanted you to come on because I wanted to thank you personally. Uh, things didn't work out. Cedia takes a lot out of us. We'll just say <laughs> <Yes>. that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just wanted to have a little quick chat. And I say quick because for you and I, a half hour, I got a half hour and then we got to do our show. Uh, and for you and I, even us having the conversation about having a conversation takes a long time. Right, buddy? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, uh, we got some stories to tell. And I got, like I said, let me get to the thank you. Um, as I said to you earlier, we were talking, Cedia had didn't rejuvenate me that doesn't that doesn't work because i love home theater i've always loved home theater but since going to cedia and because of you and the access that you granted me and the way you just introduced me to all of these people that i didn't know already that i didn't know personally yet i'd met a bunch of them but then all of a sudden it's just like we're all just friends and everything and it's like i came home like I said to you earlier today, it's like, it's not rejuvenation. It's like new energy, like jet fuel for home theater. I'm just, <laughs> and it's because of you, buddy, because of you. And I want to, I mean, yes, you are the market maker. <laughs> you're, like, <laughs> you're amazing. At what, and you have a ton of energy. I think that's why we get along so good. But thank that's you right. so much. Thank you. I mean, it's been awesome. Awesome since I've been home. Um, but thank you very, very much. Oh, I, I, I appreciate that, DJ. Like I said, it's, uh, that positive energy begets more positive energy, right? I mean, that's how I look at it. Um, you know, I'm always happy to help. I and mean, we've known each other for a few years now and, you know, mainly started when I was at Clyde Escape, right? Mm-hmm. Coming on, answering questions. Uh, like you, I love this stuff. You know, this is where my passion is. I've been, I think that's my 21st CDA, uh, in about 23, 24 years. Um, even when, you know, lockdowns were going on and this and that, not many people were there. Uh, I was still there. We were doing yeah. booths. I was doing trainings. And, uh, you know, this is one of my favorite times of year. You know, it, it, it comes along and it's an opportunity uh, for guys like me that are in the industry. We get to see a lot of friends that we don't get to see otherwise. Mm. Right. Like this is the one time of year we all get together. Uh, you know, sometimes we see each other, sometimes we're passing by booths and all we get to do is say hi. Yeah. Um, but it's, but it's amazing, you know, and then when guys like you, you know, come out, then, um, that's, that's really what it's all about. You know, guys that haven't been here forever that get to see kind of the, uh, all the stuff that's there. It's, it's nuts, right? It's, it's nuts, but it's like, I haven't been there, but I've been here forever. I've been doing this since 88, right? And that was literally, I looked that up this 
summer, that was the first year of Cedia, right? And I read about that and read about it for years in magazines, read about people going and, and when they come home, hearing the reports from people about what, you know, reading back in the nineties, reading in the mag, this, this year at Cedia, we saw this. And I'm like, I'd love to be able to go there. And then for me to one, be able to go and two, get the access and the ability to do what I do it, which is nothing, just be me. <laughs> right. That's, Hey, that's all I can do. That's all you need to do. That's, that's all, all you I need. can do. I can just be me. Right. But it was like, I mean, just to be there. And then, like you said, it's like, it was interesting to learn that like, if you're in a booth, like you guys were at the, you know, Gramani storm audio and, uh, Stu, uh, Stuart. Yeah. Screen. See more screens. See more yep. screens. I'm ugh, stumbling. You're in that booth, but you're not allowed to go to other booths until Saturday. No, not really. You're not <laughs> allowed to wander. I can, right? Yeah. And it's like so <clears throat> learning stuff like that, and but then going out at night with you guys and running into all the other booths, and it's like all the big booths are all hanging out together. They're all yeah. like great friends, and it's like. That to me was like the fly on the wall. That's what I wanted to do for my listeners. And it's like, just be that fly on the wall. And then when we went out that night and it was, what's her name? Amanda? Is that her name? Yeah. And she's yeah, like, yeah. DJ. And I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? Right. And I was like, that's crazy. So she's from Kaliska. Just met her that afternoon. But I was like, I'm standing next to like Michael and she's yelling DJ. There you go. There <laughs> I'm you like, go. I'm like, whoa. All right. Cool. Right. So it's, it's stuff like that. And it was literally like just, you know, being with you, knowing you and everybody. And you're right. The circle you've surrounded yourself with, the people that you're around, they're a hundred percent positive, great people. And that's what you like to do. And it's awesome. Well, yeah. Thank you. And that's, you know, that's, that's my big thing with it. Right. I mean, there's plenty of people and not to say that there aren't other great, podcasters and, you know, and, and, and reporters and different people, uh, that I also, you know, would consider in that group. Yeah. But, uh, as you know, you know, we, we went through and I, and I picked a couple guys, guys that I know, guys that I like, guys that, um, have the similar energy, you know, let's say, like yeah. you said, you know, that, that are passionate about this stuff that aren't, uh, you know, doing it just to do it, that aren't doing it for reviews and free product that aren't doing all those kinds of things. I want people that just want to talk some stuff. Right. And if I can give them some cool access or uh, get everybody together, I mean, that was a pretty fun dinner, right? I mean, we, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had pretty much everybody there, um, you know, and, and that's what it's all about. Right. You know, yeah. when we can have a night where it's like, oh, OK, we got Michael Stevens from Youth Men and we've got DJ and um, and, you know, and we've got, you know, AV Nirvana represented and we've got, you know, I mean, we had everybody kind of there. Um you know, those, those are the fun nights, you know, and, and it's not just like, I look at it just like you were saying with manufacturers getting together. Uh, yeah. You know, when we have it going, obviously Trinov had their booth doing, you know, uh, you know, waveforming technology and Dave Pedigo is out there, but I've known Dave Pedigo for, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 years. Um, so yeah, there's no, you know, oh yeah, well, sure. We're a sound room 10 and yeah, let's have a little fun with this. But at the end of the day, let's go have a drink. Let's go do something else because we're all guys that just love the yeah. industry. And I always say it's a small industry, so don't burn your bridges <laughs> because right. you never know when you're going to need somebody. Oh, yeah. Um, but same thing on the, you know, on your guys' side. You know, I always say it's not an if, you know, it, it's not an either or. 
it's an and, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, it's not, uh, introducing you to Michael doesn't mean that, uh, if you watch DJ, you're not going to watch Michael or, you know, you were watching DJ, but now, you know, you watch right. Michael and now you're not going to watch DJ anymore. Uh, we're making content that's, that's just great that people want to see mm-hmm. because they want to see you. And so, you know, that's really the thing is, you know, bring some good people together. Uh, you know, again, I, I appreciate you coming out, you know, doing everything as well and spending time, uh, so that you can get some content for your listeners. And then, like you said, I, I know you guys did some cool stuff. You've had some great takeovers, mm. uh, with Joe Klesnick, right? So Joe came in and yep. again, that's our kind of mutual introduction. Uh, and Joe is always great. And then, uh, I know Michael took over and I know mm. you got another ones going on here pretty quick. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Can't wait so, for that. Uh, yeah. So again, some amazing stuff. So I'm glad anything I can always do to help, uh, you know, uh, even if I'm not pitching anything, you know, it's just always fun to come on, talk movies, talk technology, talk, talk theater. TV. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It, and it, what's funny is I remember when I first met you, it was before we recorded and we had a conversation and like, we hit it off like that. And sure. it's funny. It's like, we were just like, you know, we pick up the phone. It was like, Hey, I just want to go over the show. And it was from that first conversation, you couldn't get us off the phone. And I was outside <laughs> a restaurant with my wife and I'm like, I'll be there in a minute. Just a minute. (laughs) Right. Everybody that you've introduced me to and everybody I was talking like that's been on this show is been just like that. It's that's what everybody's just passionate about this and they want to do it in, in a positive light. That's the other part too, is like you can have differences, but what's the positive light? What's the positives? Like, cause you and I aren't going to agree on everything, right? Sure. And it's like, I mean, you've got a Porsche. Well, I want a vet. You got, I mean, we got arguments to have and it's fun. That's, that's <laughs> right. That's right. I still have both. So I can, I both. know, <laughs> I know, but I got to get rid of them. Cause but <laughs> we've got, I do not want to run out of time before we got that story to tell. And let me preface this with <laughs> you and I talked. There were two people in the room at the end of this story that were disappointed. And I can't believe that I'm the one that came in second on being most disappointed. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe third, cause I, I'm not including you in this. Um, you and I talked about this back in what May or something when you were on and yeah. you had this idea on something you wanted to do. And is it okay if I tell everybody what it was? Cause we're going to be doing yeah, it yeah, eventually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're, we're, we're good. You know, all I right. don't want to, again, I don't want to burn all my bridges, but we'll, uh, it, no, no, but, no, no, like, no. But the story is good and worthwhile to tell. And it's important. So yeah. absolutely. So you had an idea of, you knew you were having this booth. And, or you had, I don't even know if you knew a hundred percent, but you are doing this booth or something, right? But you're like, this is my idea, Deej. I want to get these people together. And in that group, it was Anthony, Chris, Youth Man, <laughs> Giles, yeah, and me. Yeah. And you and were Todd like, from, Todd for me. And Todd, me. that's right. And Todd, yeah. you were like, that's it. I want to have a round table discussion. We're going to do some demos. We're going to have some fun. We'll put it out on YouTube. And I'm just sitting there all summer going, Oh my God. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to be in this room, like the fly on the wall, the listener with a microphone going, Yep. Okay. I'm here. And what happened, Brett? <laughs> oh God. And it's so embarrassing on my side. It's not. It's not. Again, but- 
I, I, I know, but it's, you know, it's one of those things where, so, so, so like DJ said, the idea was five, six guys, you know, you, you go in and you go through these sound rooms, you wait in line for sometimes up to an hour, you know, because you, I always say when you're in line, you want the demos to go quick so that you can get in. And then when you're in there, you want the demos to go forever long <laughs> right? So that you can hear another demo. Right. And so, you know, but the problem is you get, you know, one or two movie clips, you get one or two, you know, music clips, and then you're out the door. And sometimes you don't get the prime seat, right? You know, right. sometimes, I, you know, I, I always feel bad. We, uh, what'd uh, you have? Wind there. chime? That's right. <laughs> Deadly. I don't even remember having it on that before, but, uh, you know, each app gives its own little music there. So, um, so, you know, the idea was, yeah, you know, when you've got 12 seats and you got four against the wall because everybody wants to get in there. So you have to put as many seats as you can, even though they're not always the prime seat. Um, although they all sounded pretty good, but you know, if you're up against the wall, you're up against the wall. You can't defeat acoustics. And so the idea was, yeah, bring in five or six guys for a couple hours at night. Mm. Uh, we'll just kind of bring people in and, uh, you know, and have some fun with it, you know, mm. and, and we'll play whatever movies. So yeah, here's the demos that, that we were showing, but DJ, pick me your favorite, you know, top two scenes and, you all know, right. and Matt and Todd and da da da. And the idea is like, let's just have some fun. You know, and if right. we do some recording on it, we'll talk about the systems. Doesn't even have to be about the room. Let's talk about Cedia. What else did you see? The idea was find a place that's really cool, that's not overly loud, because you know, when you're trying to record stuff and everything's going on, the 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 surrounding stuff is cool, but it doesn't make it better for making recordings and hearing what everybody's saying, right? Right. And so this was gonna be a, a cool way to do that. We were gonna meet up at like six o'clock ish. Um, and, uh, and then we ended up before we went to sound room 10, we actually went over, uh, to some other friends of mine over at Prolux to go yep. check out some of the cool lighting stuff. Right. Yep. So that was, that was amazing as well in its own right. Because yeah. There's just so much cool technology when it comes into led lighting, programmable lighting, mm. linear lighting, strip lighting. I mean, there's just so much stuff that whether you're talking about the whole house, which obviously they do, or just your theater. Yeah. Uh, there's just some really, or really Todd's cool shower. Or Todd Shower, there you go. <laughs> what the hell? Hey, wherever you need to put in your monkey, you're all nice. He's like, this, this would that. be great yeah. in the shower. I was like, what the <laughs> hell? Me and Michael are like, what the hell are you doing in the shower? Hey, you know. <laughs> I know. All right, whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, so, you know, same as the music. You got to Alexa, romance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's nobody home, Todd. What are you doing, buddy? <laughs> but, uh. But so, you know, so we all kind of met up over there right at the end of the show. And then we started walking over to, to sound room 10 and, and it was, it was, it was going to be a blast. I had all my guys, oh. we were, you know, we were walking over there and unfortunately CDA security uh, was coming through and it's a bit of a gray area. Like obviously you, you have oh. to shut down, you know, CD in general shuts down five o'clock, whatever it is. Um, and everybody's supposed to be out. We know that. Um, but typically you can bring press in. We're obviously allowed to be in because if we have to fix a room, you know, there's, right. there's again, a lot of reasons to be in there. Uh, and so originally it was meant to be like, Hey, I'm going to grab everybody badges. Um, unfortunately one person walked in a little early <laughs> and kind of alerted the security side. So they were paying attention to us. Um, no names mentioned nope. in there. <laughs> it wasn't me. 
<laughs> no, I it was my badge. So, and, and it wasn't his. And, and it's it, not his know, fault. And I don't think it was his, him either. They were already set off. And they oh, have yeah, the, they, they, they had a black and, and white line. They eliminated the gray for all intents and, and, and purposes. Exactly. And while there's usually a gray line in there, uh, unfortunately, I guess they had had some issues where people, I guess, as they were walking out, whether it's, you know, it's hard to believe that it's manufacturers because you spend so much time yeah. and energy building your booth. You don't, it's like cars. You don't mess with anybody else's stuff. If you no. respect yours, right. you don't touch anybody else's. And so, but somebody was screwing around and started unplugging systems. Oh. So security was a bit higher on alert than they've been in past shows and this and that. Yeah. So, uh, so the head of security operations is already basically walking by, sees a group of us, about six, seven people. And, and is basically like, well, you, you know, you really can't stay here. And, uh, and it's like, well, you know, we're doing, this is basically, this is press. Press is generally allowed outside of hours. Uh, I'm, you know, I, I'm an employee. I work for the, you know, for the company. We run the booth. Uh, you know, there's no reason why we can't do this. Well, you know, if you're going to do it, then we're going to post somebody here and we're going to charge a thousand dollars an hour, uh, just to have somebody stand outside the booth. And now I'm in a spot where I've got all these guys, which is great press, right? You know, like, mm. so realistically from a manufacturing side, but realistically it's just friends. We're having a good time. Um, but there's going to be some cool content out of this, right? Yeah. I mean, we all know that there was going to be some cool content on this. Um, and now I'm put in this spot, but it's not my, like, I'm not the one getting charged. So if we're in there, we knew we were going to be in there for at least two hours or so, you know, running through demos, having a good time. Uh, you know, I can't, my guys that are already my manufacturers that are already spending tens of thousands of dollars with the show. Uh, I couldn't put them on for another couple grand right. <laughs> without calling and having their, you know, just their authority on it. Now, if I had done it and the, and the charge came in, they would have been fine. You right. know, I, as I, as I look back on it and I'm like, Oh, I probably still could have done it. And you know, it would have been worth the money. It was the yeah. same, you know, we got into the same issue. Um, Back when I was doing Beats by Dre, uh, when Kobe Bryant, so we we got him a pair of custom Laker colors, right? Mm. So he had custom Laker headphones that that we made for him. But when you go in a press conference, you're not allowed to have all the branding, you know, unless it's NBA regulated stuff, right? Yeah, of course. And so he was wearing the headphones. He refused to take them off, and they gave him a ten thousand dollar fine, right? And it's like, damn, ten grand. Uh, the reality is, we paid for it, <laughs> right? <laughs> and we were happy to pay for it. Because it wasn't exactly planned that way, but I'm like, yeah, 10 grand for that kind of press coverage. Yeah. Why the hell not? Um, so, you know, from that perspective, I guess I probably could have done it, but the reality is these are smaller brands. These are CD brands, right? These, these aren't, this right. isn't big money. Um, and so an extra two grand when nobody knew that it was going to happen in this and that, I didn't want to put anybody in that spot. Yeah. So I tried to, to get it Did. to go. And I, you know, I discussed with them for a little bit and this and that. And unfortunately they weren't having any of it. And I understand from a security side, there's a lot of stuff going on in there, but, yeah. uh, you know, as, as some of the others and manufacturers saying afterwards, like the issue isn't us, right? right? The issue isn't going to be six press guys and two or three employees in there. Right. It's anybody else running around. Go, well, that's you the know, thing. It's, I don't blame the security for, you know, they were caught, you were caught 
in a rock and a hard place. Like you said, there's gray area and they eliminated it and had to go black and white. Cause if you let our group stay, what do you say to the other group? And it's like, and they tried to give you an out, like you said, like we can, ch- we can charge you that way we can tell to some ragtag yeah. group or whatever. And, and I get it. And you did everything you could to get us to stay. And it was, I mean, it was disappointing, but at the end of it, we actually came out with, we're still going to have that conversation eventually, Yeah, yeah. you know, we're, but we came out of it with being, you know, the bad boys of Cedia. We got kicked <laughs> out. We got kicked out. And I'm like, I'm, I'm walking out going, man, I wanted to have that sit down. I wanted to do this. But the other person that I mentioned that is, was more disappointed than me was Chris. And I yes. was shocked. He was like crushed. Chris Seymour, that is. Yep. Great yep. guy, but he is just as passionate. And he wanted to be in that room. He wanted yep. to show all, all that stuff. And that's one of the things that I, I learned. I've, I've kind of known it, but not having the access that I did. Yeah. I learned that it's like dealers and, and this is the, the listener consumer fly on the wall with a microphone guy. The dealers, and then you have the manufacturers, and you have the customer. The manufacturers are awesome. The customers are just looking for the best they can get. It's that you got to find a good dealer you can trust. And, and they are there. It, they so are I, there. Yeah, I don't want to say that, like. Nope, nope, not, not at yeah. all. But when you cut out that middleman, and what's funny is that CD, you're surrounded by them because it's for the dealers, right? Yeah, but yeah. when you get yeah. to go and talk to the manufacturers, to the the inventors and these people, you're just like, oh my God, you're just like me, just way smarter. <laughs> you can do this. You actually made some. I just you enjoy stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. So it's uh, pretty amazing. And it, it, I was crushed for him. At first, I was disappointed for me because I wanted, that's an experience I wanted to have. Yeah, and yeah. then at the dinner and talking with Chris, I'm like, oh man, I feel bad for you. <laughs> he, he was, and, and, and I'll agree. And this is where, you know, again, this is why you and I get along. This is why, you know, this is how I pick people to work with is, you know, I've always said I've worked for some great brands and Kaleidoscape and Bowers and Wilkins and Logitech. And, uh, you know, I, I love what I do. And I think that, you know, generally comes across, um, you know, and the idea when I started my spot with Market Maker was helping some of those manufacturers that couldn't afford big full time marketing teams and everything else that I could help them out. Mm. You know, and that's the you know, the, the Chris Seymour's, that's the Anthony Grimani's that's, you know, even in, in big companies that we think of like storm audio, Trinov, um, you know, they're expensive. Expensive doesn't mean that they're making a ton of money. No. Um, you know, and that's something that I think comes across obviously Kaleidoscape that gets discussed all the time, right? Oh, they're so expensive. Well, expensive. Yes. I don't, I'm not going to debate that, but that's because there's a lot of cost around the structure of that business, especially when you're only selling to a niche market, a very yeah. passionate market. Um, but you're not selling a million units a year, you know? And, and yeah. I think that's the piece when you start looking at, you know, screen technology, it's like, yeah, sure. You can put spandex, you can paint your wall, <laughs> you can do whatever else. And if that's what you have, yeah, like, bless you, go for it. You know, that's, that's the idea is to enjoy the movies, right? The, right. the TV shows, the music, the concerts, the whatever it is that you're into uh, on whatever you got. If you're watching it on your laptop, you know, that's yeah. great too. 
you know, or a, or a 65 or an 85 inch TV. Well, like uh, I say to people, it's like, get what you, you don't know what you don't know. Right. So yeah. get whatever you want. And then when you see a flaw, like if you're on your laptop and you're like, this isn't like the movies. Yeah. Cause it's a laptop. Get bigger. Okay. <laughs> but if you get the, if you paint your wall and you never see an issue, I wouldn't recommend doing anything because you or don't see an issue. Put in the speakers, put it into something else, right. right? That you do see an issue with. Exactly. But if all of a sudden you start shopping, right? You're like, I love my system, but then you go someplace and you're like, how does that look so much better? Well, if yeah. you do this, that'll pump this up. Oh, now you see a flaw. Now you have a want, right? Yes. If you don't see anything, you don't have a need. So don't worry about it. And that's, that's where you get into the higher end stuff. It takes time to get there. Don't start there because you don't even know what you're getting. And it's like, Chris, obviously he's got stuff, the higher end stuff that he's trying to push. He's, I look at him. He's trying to push Stuart, right? Unfortunately, Seymour and Stuart have a very close name, but <laughs> that's why I have my flub earlier, yeah, but yeah. he's trying to push what was the, or what is the industry standard. And now it's like, oh, wow, look at this. And it's awesome. You need competition. You need this well, stuff, right? And that, and that's exactly right. You know, you need competition and you need somebody, what I always say, you know, and to the same points, you need somebody that builds that aspirational product, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's no different than anything else, whether we're talking cars, home theater. I need somebody to keep upping the game on the audio side because we know that technology works its way down. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it's the same way when you look at Marantz with Denon, it's the same way that, you know, you have all these different brands that I come think in SVS and Velodyne. Sure. You couldn't get a subwoofer before SV, you know, or it seems like that's, that's that point, right? SVS came out and they're like, we can do this for less and we're going to give you a quality product. And you're like, holy crap, I wanted to save and save to get a Velodyne. And now I'm like, I mean, they're still in business, but yeah, yeah. it's yeah, and they're back now. And, and, yeah, yeah. And, 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 yeah, but like you said, Velodyne was always great, but it was expensive. And mm -hmm. then somebody else comes in and, you know, brands like Seymour are great because not only are they making like anybody can go in, DJ, we can sit there tomorrow and go, you know what? Let's uh, buy some screen material. I can go, you know, it's not hard. You can go, I can find a factory in China that makes them and I can make a screen and we're going to make a competitive screen that's going to do this. And, and it might be okay, but you know what? I don't know enough about that kind of stuff. So I'm just going to buy whatever is off the shelf. I'm going to do this and that. Mm -hmm. And it's another just so-so brand, right? You know, right. that we're hoping capitalizes on something. You get Chris Seymour in there and this guy lives and breathes this stuff. He's been focused and, and especially focused on masking. And he's been able mm -hmm. to do things with masking to bring the cost of masking down so that it's not just on the 40, 60, 80, $100,000 screens that right. most can't afford, uh, he's got ways to be able to snap it on. He's got ways. I mean, there's just, there's so much cool stuff in there and you can tell that the guy is passionate. He's an innovator. Like said, yeah. I got the same conversation with them where, you know, yeah. I mean, he was upset and heartbroken that we didn't all get to go in there. When I asked him, I'm like, Hey, I, all I need is for you to show me for five minutes. Cause he was running the demos during the days. Just show me how your demos work. Right. You know, right. I, again, Pretty smart guy. I've done all this stuff. Just show me the Crestron pad, but I just need to know how you have things set up, right? You know, HDMI one, how do you have it? And, uh, and he goes, well, who's coming in? And so I told him everybody he goes, I'll stay. I'll stay for that. Let's, let's do it. You know, I love that when, yeah. when guys are like, they probably could have been out having drinks with somebody else or going to do other things. And he's just like, no, I'll stay. Let's, let's do this. Yeah. Those are the guys that you want to work with. And, and what I always say from, so for me, 
those are the brands. Anthony Grimani, same thing, right? I mean, the guy's been teaching stuff forever. The guy is a legend. Um, he makes amazing speakers. Most of the people don't even know that he makes speakers, you know, and yeah. yet when you listen to them, you're like, wow. Now, you know, they're designed to go behind a wall. So they're, you know, the basic black box, mm. but you know, I'll put them up against any other brand that sits in there. So, um, you know, those are the things, same thing with storm network audio. Um, you know, we had a blast in there that network audio is absolutely the way things are going in the future. Um, and then, you know, base management was huge at the show, you know, whatever version that you were listening to double base arrays and waveforming and, yeah. you know, quad base. And, I, you know, there's just so many different options out there, but what's important is that people are figuring out how to put bass in their room properly, not yeah. just to make it louder, but to make it so that it's more consistent seat to seat. Yeah. And that, it, that's what that's was amazing that yeah. people really need to do. And I think that's yeah. something that dealers and integrators, you know, to your point before, we got to find those good dealers in the middle and we need to educate them so that they are basically as passionate and as knowledgeable as those manufacturers are. Yeah. Because right now, a lot of times there's a gap in there, you know, yeah. the manufacturers are there and the clients are there. And sometimes you feel like, you know, as a consumer, I know more. Yeah. <laughs> I know more than the dealer when I walk in. Yeah. Uh, and, and that, that should never be the case. Yeah. You know, so. it, it really does. And it's, it's not fair. And so that's kind of what I do. And my stuff is, trying to work with those manufacturers that are passionate, that want that engagement, uh, you know, that want to reach out either the way that I usually do anyways, directly to consumers through guys yeah. like you. I'm also training dealers on the messages in there. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, like I said, I love what I do and walked out of Cedia, you know, very energized as well. I think it's going to be great and, uh, and, uh, and ready to go. So, so yeah. Oh, thank you. I mean, just, uh, we're going to talk more. Believe me, Brett. We're yeah. going to talk more, a lot more. Uh, but, uh, I got a show to get to. And here's Steve. Thought I'd introduce you. Steve, <laughs> Steve George Hi, over Brett. in, uh, England. What's going on, Steve? And my buddy yeah, John Thanks, kid. in the bottom corner. How's it going, John? Oh, I love the Star Wars stuff back there. Oh, oh thank you. <laughs> so, uh, Brett, nope. again, I can't thank you enough. It, it was, it was awesome. And, uh, like we, we were talking before the show this afternoon and everything, it's like so much more stuff to come. Uh, yeah. but yeah, we'll talk, nope. we'll talk we, again we soon. Stuff in there and you know, DJ, anytime you need anybody on, uh, feel free to let me know. And I'm always happy to, uh, to join the crew and have a chat with you guys. All right. Thanks, Brett. Cool. Thanks everybody. Thanks everybody. Bye. Later. All Cheers, right, Brett. we're gonna uh, we're gonna get to our show right now. Uh, we're gonna have our open. We're gonna have everything. Uh, let's get to it because we got a huge show, buddy, buddies, buddies. <laughs> I'm just out of my mind right now. So let's he was get... talking to me, Steve. I thought he did that. Uh, yeah, I didn't take it personally. Oh my god, what a day! What a day! Let's go. We are Welcome to the Brightside Home Theater Podcast, a home theater podcast that's all about the experiences, the sights, the sounds, the knowing where I'm not wanted. Sorry, the scenes, the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, poor scene. I thought you could bring yourself in. Uh, I, no, no, no. Well, I didn't. I, 
wasn't sure. It said enter stage, but I didn't know quite what that meant. You so I didn't know if that meant I'd just push it. I didn't want to just jump in. You guys were talking about security oh, and yeah, I, you know, I, getting I into trouble. And, and, yeah. I, and I thought that if, you know, if a lawyer then appeared, you'd think that I was going to bill you for the hour. <laughs> that would have been great, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's why I said you guys got – I thought – I didn't know how long you'd been there. I looked down, I saw you, and then I saw John come in, and I was going to bring you both in, and then John came <laughs> up and left. I was like, oh, yes, God. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So, and well, I, you were talking. So. No, I know. And, but yeah. I, I had told Brett beforehand, I go, we got a hard out at 5 o'clock because we, I, <laughs> this show is so jammed. I'm already, like, dropping stuff. And I, I'm, it's, we got so much stuff to get to. Uh, how was your week? Good? Good. All right. <laughs> I'm in, to boot, I get home and the pool guys are here and they're like, Where's the pool cover? I was like, oh my God, I forgot to get that out. So I had to dig that out of the attic. But, um, yeah. So everybody's good. Everybody's good. So what are we going to talk about first? Let's see. Let's get, we, we might as well just get right to this, uh, first and foremost, cause it's pretty much why I think everybody's here. Um, Chris Brown <laughs> pulled the pin, uh, at Chris B design on uh, Twitter. So he pulled the pin with the comment. I guess part of my point to get philosophical is calibrated actually is calibrated actually correct though. Someone could calibrate my system and it looks like garbage, which has happened with a professional before. Then is that really the correct way to view it or is the way I like it right? Wow. So that set off like an entire conversation on Twitter about calibrate to not calibrate. Chris does his own. Um, do you like, what's the best way to go about it? And I put out a video today saying, I think everybody, any home theater fan, true home theater fan should have a caliber, a professional calibrated calibration done at least once in their lifetime, not in the lifetime of the, device, but the lifetime of them so that they know I can, I'm going to elaborate on that in a little bit, but, um, what do you guys think? Uh, John, I, I mean, I've never had one, so I have no real <laughs> strong opinion one way or the other. Um, I, you, where you had I your, mean, um, you had your phone, um, consultation, didn't you? With your, um, with your base response. Well, that for my audio, yes, I have yeah. my I had my audio system calibrated. Um, I, I mean, I'm not. I, I definitely think it um, is something that I'm going to do. I just haven't ever done it, and um, I've never really had a theater set up where I felt like I needed it. Um, and then I was waiting with this projector until all of the update, you know, until all of the features were available before spending the money on a calibration that might get changed after, you know, features were implemented. So now that, um, my Dolby vision and all that stuff is, is, is active. Um, you know, I'm going to look into getting a, a calibration done. Um, but having never done it, I, I don't have a strong, you know, I don't really have a strong feeling for it one way or the other. Um, mm. I will see how it turns out after it's done, just like, um, you know, anybody else would do, I guess, and, and see whether I enjoyed or not. Um, but I do know that a lot of people, once calibrations are done, are not happy with the display because, uh, accuracy doesn't necessarily equal preference or, 
um, what looks good for you. Wait, what? So, objective <laughs> could be subjective. What? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I now, wonder where again, I got I'll, that idea from. <laughs> I, I will also state that um, bad calibrators exist and a bad calibration can give the wrong impression of what is correct and what isn't correct. correct. So you also need to make sure that whoever's doing this for you, um, you know, is fairly competent in what they're doing. Uh, but again, you as the consumer don't really know. Like, exactly. That's if you so get a hard. bad calibration, you don't really know that you get a bad calibration. You're just going to say, oh, well, this looks like crap, and I'm going to go back to my own presets and never do this again, mm. when a great calibrator could have given you a different result. This is my opinion. I haven't read any of the thread or been involved no. in that conversation at all. Right. But um, You and I have had that conversation. It's so different. Yeah. And that's what's so hard about the internet is that if you're if you're looking for information, it means you don't know it. Right. Now, once you get it, you don't know if that's good or bad. Right. So, and it doesn't mean the internet's crap, but it is literally roulette. It's like, you don't know. And cause it all sounds good. You know, people can give you scientific information on why this is correct. And you don't, you not knowing go, that sounds right. And then, okay, but no, that's not how it works at all. I mean, I've fallen <laughs> down the, a couple of those rabbit holes myself. So, I know. Um, <laughs> You know, you, we all like, have. You don't know. Yeah, you don't know. Oh. It, and it, it's part of learning. So, uh, Steve, as somebody who is the resident non-DIY guy, I think I know where you're going, but I love to hear your perspective. Yeah, well, I, I have done my own calibrations for a long time. I, I had the digital video essentials discs, you know, back in the, the DVD days, and I did setups with that. Um, but I was aware of these oh, wait, fables. Those? Oh, yeah, right. there you yeah. go. In well, a, that, as if by magic. There we go. Yeah. I remember it well. Um, but I then also remember this talk of these fabled um, Imaging Science Foundation calibrators, um, like, you know, the old knights and uh, of the round table. And I thought, right, um, I would seek them out. Mm. And I've had two ISF calibrations done, one by um, a chap in my old cinema room in the old house mm -hmm. uh, who came and did that. And we've spoken about it before, but basically he, he came in, Sunday afternoon it was, and he closed himself into the cinema room and said, I'll see you in a few hours, shut the door, and then about four hours later emerged blinking into the sunlight um, and said, right, those are your 3D glasses. I've marked them, so those are yours. I've calibrated it. And off he went. And it did look better. There's no question. For me, it looked better than how it had been done before. Um, but then I had a second calibration done when I had Cinema George done, the new, the, the current one. And that was done um, by a guy who um, is – I researched it. I looked it up. This, is, this was a guy who was a world – perhaps not world-leading necessarily, but a world-renowned calibrator. Mm -hmm. um, I can say his name because he, he won't mind. He doesn't do them anymore. It's Vincent Teo. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, he came in from Manchester. It was an eight-hour round trip for him. Um, and he came down and did that. And um, he was amazing. And he basically dragged me into the cinema room and was like, sit there. Yep. Let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> 
And as he was doing it, he was going through, he was a really great guy and is a really great guy. Yeah. Um, and we were going through it all. And then once it was done, he's like, right, let's watch some movies. Let's watch some stuff. Look at this and look at that and look at how. And, and I mean, it was incredible. And then even more cool, he then reviewed my TV for his YouTube channel. Um, and, and, you know, did all that too, which is on about 60,000 views at the moment. Um, so he, you know, he, it was very, very cool. So I think, I think, the calibration is definitely worth it if you get the right calibrator. Um, you know, it, it, you, you should do your research, do your, do your homework on it. Um, and if you are able to afford it and it's not cheap, at least not for a decent calibrator, because they should be spending a lot of time doing, doing all this stuff. So if you can afford it and you do your homework, it is well worth doing. And my screen, which was a very, very expensive screen, um, looked night and day different from before and after right. and you know it's fantastic so i i highly recommend it um but as i say do your homework i i agree there there will be people out there that work for you know um large electrical stores who you know have probably done 2 hours worth of training um probably not done much more than look at the digital video essentials right. and then say right it's 400 pounds dollars to come and do your calibration but they they're not isf certified they don't really know what they're doing um, and then I can quite understand how it might look worse, or they might not be able to talk you through why they've done why what it's they've better. done. Yeah, exactly that. Whereas you know, you get the right person, someone who's recommended that knows what they're doing, and you know, you will love the results. Um, so yeah, I, I, so I, I get it both sides, but for me, I, I would always have a professional calibrator now. And Vincent has said to me that, uh, he'll calibrate it anywhere in the world, even though he doesn't do them normally now. So that's very nice of him. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it, 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 it should be done if you can afford it. And if you think you'll get you know something out of it, um, again, I think it depends on the screen size. It depends on kind of where it is. Yeah. I mean, don't bother with your 32-inch TV. I'm not sure there's much point on that. Um, you know, but if it's a larger screen, your bigger screens, then then I would say get it done if you can afford it. But screens are getting better. Cinema mode, filmmaker mode, and that is uh, is is making the getting you the, closer. The necess- yeah, yeah, quite. But still, your, your professional calibration is worth doing if you're a home theater nut like we are, and and you know it, it's well worth doing. Um, but you know, you, it, it's up to you, really. Yeah. No, it, it obviously, yeah. And one of the things that, uh, like I was saying to Brett earlier, is that if you don't see a flaw, then don't worry about it, right? But at the same time, a lot of people that, and this is where this question came up, it was like, am I missing something? And that's what ends up happening. And I think if you've never had a professional calibration, then I think, yeah, you are missing something is because what you're missing in a, a quality professional calibration and like what Steve did, I did the same thing. Uh, that's how I met Jim Doolittle, uh, who, when I met him, I was literally using before him, I was using for my 32 inch television. I was using my video essentials laser disc. Uh, eventually I got the HD basics, the Blu-ray version, but I had the DVD version. So you, you utilize that. And you get your picture as close as you can possibly get it. And back when I met Jim, it was in uh, early 2002, um, and he calibrated my 65-inch rear projection television. Now, those televisions, it it was night and day. Today's displays, it's not really night and day anymore because they are so good. They're so good at 
at maintaining themselves, at, at keeping the picture right. Uh, it's a, a lot of it's digital, whereas back then it's like you had adjustments, like you had three tubes shooting at the screen. And if they were off, by, they had that to calibrate. Then they had the color to match. There's a lot of things to go on there. Um, and but for for like most of us, we can get pretty close with a video essentials or a Spears and Munsell, which I, ha- I have them all there. But you also have to know what you're looking for. Right. You have to know when you're when you're doing that stuff and how do you know that stuff like a lot of people are confused by the spears and munsell disc app when when that came out because they don't know what any of it is so you you have to know a calibrate you have to talk to somebody you have to learn what this stuff means and that's the important part i to me is if you've never had a calibration you don't know what you don't know and there was there was some conversation today and um todd said something and i love todd like a brother for God's sakes. I mean, and he said something today and it kind of like went right through me. He goes, and it's one of those internet things. He goes, if you get the flesh tones right, you're going to be happy. Okay. Well, where are you getting your flesh tones from? What movie? What scene? How did they shoot it? What do you, and that's why the calibration is important. If you just put on Star Wars and go, oh, Princess Leia's face looks perfect. Well, you don't know what Lucas was shooting there, what he was going for. He might have been going for a powdery white face. We're going to talk about a movie in a little while where you're like, that's not flesh tones. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> you know, it, it's so you know what I mean? It's like you can't pick an image and say, oh, God forbid you said I want it to match the green grass in the NFL. Well, they're blowing out their image for television. They're giving you vibrant mode. So that's not going to work. That's why you get a calibration. So you know that mm. knowledge. And then you know what you, now you have the knowledge and you know where to go, then you can tune to taste, right? And it goes back to what Mr. McPhee taught John and I many, many years ago. Guys, no, stop screwing up. You need to learn how to do it right before you can screw it up. You know, like, well, look, Picasso, look at what he did. Like, yeah, well, you, we're going to teach you how to do it right so that when you know you're doing it wrong, you're doing it wrong for a reason. Right. And if, if you calibrate and get everything right, find a calibrator that you trust. And it's hard to do. Don't get me wrong. But then when you get that, now you know, like what Chris Brown is saying is like, well, I, I just get it to where I like it. That's fine. But if you're asking the question, I have a feeling you're thinking you might be missing something. And that's why you ask it. And it's like, I would say at least once in your life. Find somebody, track somebody down, invest the money because it, it may not change your picture a lot, but at least you'll have the knowledge of that's what it's supposed to look like. Not based on flesh tones, not based on any piece of content. It's based on, it basically is just based on here. And I, I actually grabbed some images here. It's based on, um, stuff like this. All right. Here's how many people know what that is? I mean, we all do, right? But do we know what it all means? Do you know what all that grayscale means? Obviously, now with eight, uh, HDR, there's a lot more levels to that. How many people know that it, you can't see it here on YouTube, but there's supposed to be a gray bar right here? Uh, this line right here, what does this mean? Okay, that's actually, that's if you blow that up, I didn't take a picture of the whole thing, but then there's this one here. I blew this one way out so that you could see that there's supposed to be line. You're not even supposed to barely be able to see this line, right? So you do that stuff. There it is in the room. You can't see anything. That's in the nat- in its natural state. 
Um, there's that's another HD version of a grayscale. Um, and yet you can see here, oh, go back. You can see here, uh, my whites are blown out in the picture, but in real life, they're there. You can see each step. This is that blown out one that I was showing you. So that's what it looks like on the wall. But when you go to this right here, that one right there, if you're off on that, you'll see like, you can I almost kind of see it here. I might need a calibration. My green is uh, leaking out on one side. But when they're way off, it can be, you could see blue on one side or red on one side and green on another, but you need to get those all together because of the way light works is you put blue, green, and red all together. That's how you get white light. It's all the colors together. And if you're slightly off on one side, that's going to be the, the green leaking out on one side. You get a calibration. I should have Jim in. It's been a year and a half. He'll bring that in. He'll tighten that back up. It just gives you a crisper, better picture. This is a decent projector. It's they're they're all going to do this. It's not a sign of the projector. So it's it's little things like that that if you care about those little details, and I do, then it then it's worth it to me, right? And and it and it's it's things like that. And then the other part of that conversation was. This seems way more complicated. And um, Chris was saying like, well, sound is easier. Oh, no. We have definitive <laughs> stuff here with picture. All you have is the display. You have somebody come in and they, they, they bring your lines in right. They get your grayscale. Boom. It's done. That's it. You turn the lights out. That's your calibration. End of story. Audio-wise... What's the re frequency response of the speaker? What's the amplification like? What's the processor like? All of that's, and there's way more tune to taste. What kind of speakers do you have? What kind of speakers did the uh, director intend you to be listening through? These are warm speakers. These are this. There's way, way more stuff to calibrating sound than there is to picture. It's way easier to calibrate a picture to get it right. And then he mentioned, OLED versus projectors versus LCD and versus this. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's all the ability of the different displays. That, that has nothing to do with calibration. That has nothing to do with what the director intended because what that is, is like, that's just how you're going to try and get what the director intended presented to you. Right. And like, you could do it on your laptop, but your colors and everything, if you had your laptop calibrate, you could, they're all correct. That's what we're going for. So there is a definitive objective correct that a, a display can do. Now, as we stated earlier, you might not like that, but you need to get there so that you know, because I've, I've mm. done a lot of people's systems and they don't like, it's too dim. They love vibrant mode, right? And then, so that's, <laughs> that's the issues that a lot of people have. But if you've never done it, you don't know where you're standing, right? That's how that's how I feel. One of my uh, one of my neighbours, in fact, just over the way there, has got a an OLED, um, and uh, he's got it on torch mode. Yeah, and you can literally see it from from you about three hundred yeah. meters down the road. <laughs> yeah, you can you can see it. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that it's just a matter of time before planes try and land on his house because yeah. um, these lights are so bright. It's just you know it's bound to just attract them or, or really big moths. 
People are losing sleep. Um, Their sleep modes are off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's just crazy. Um, I mean, yes, so get it it calibrated if you can. I see what we're saying, aren't we? Um, But the flesh tone issues, Deej, I happen to know someone, and you know this person as well, who calibrated Steven Spielberg's theatre on his... Half a uh, half a billion dollar yacht, yacht that was bought for him for his birthday must be nice, um, and he's got a he's got a screen. But did they get him a car? Cal- uh, yeah, let's hope so. Because I could buy <laughs> yeah, my yeah, wife yeah, a yacht, and she'd be like, "I got no yeah, card." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he and he and he when he has his screen calibrated, the first thing he looks at is the um, Venice sequence from the Last Crusade where you've got the the spinning propellers of the ship smashing up the boat. Right. And the flesh tones on that is what Spielberg looks at to know whether he's happy with the calibration or not. Correct. Now, that's a different story. That's a different story. He (laughs) knows the content and he knows when it's Mm. what it's supposed to look like, right? It's the same Mm. as like when Jim comes in, I'm sure when Vincent did yours, he'll pull up a piece of content after getting it calibrated and he'll go, oh my God, that's exactly what those apples are supposed to look like. And you're like, that's why those are there. Just like on the um, Spears and Munsell, like all those horses in a field. I don't know what that means. Those guys do. And they're, when you talk to them, they tell you this is what to look for in these scenes. It only works on that scene. You can't t- take any scene of horses and go, oh, look, the snow looks right. You know, it's like, so it's like, and that's why Spielberg goes to that scene. That's why I go to Star Wars every time I redo something. I know that opening so well. Same with Nelson. Nelson does the same thing. He gets a new piece. He does something. He got it. So, I mean, it, it we talked about it on the podcast. He called Kaleidoscape and said, your Star Wars copy is wrong. Kaleidoscape called the studio. The studio corrected it, gave it back to Kaleidoscape. Nobody else would know that other than Nelson, who's watched this movie so many times in this opening scene and been like, it's not supposed to bloom like that. That's because he knows what calibration is, right? Mm. That's, and that's, that's what, if you don't want to do, if you don't see a flaw, don't worry about it. But if you want to have that kind of knowledge and you want to have fun with it, that's what you got to do. Um. Just to say hi, by the way, to lots of new people in yeah. the chat. Just to say hi to everyone that's tuning in for the uh, for the first time. A few new names, um, just so we can see who they are. Uh, yeah. David Breyer, thanks new. So hi, David. Eddie, Hello to everybody. Yeah, we got but Eddie yeah, Troches, who has a Troche, great Troche. comment. Yeah, who has mm-hmm. a great comment here, and it's it, it gets to exactly what I was saying. He said, "Todd, what Todd meant is that skin tones should look natural to you." It's understood that we don't know what they should look like. The point is that if the display is not calibrated, skin tones will help. Yes and no. And like I said, we'll talk about a movie later on. And that's why, Eddie, that's what I was saying is like, it's, I, I, I love Todd like a brother, but when you put stuff like that out in short form on the internet, people will read that and go, okay, I'll just match it up to some good skin, skin tones. And that's it. That's what's hard about communicating on Twitter or social media where you're like, what do you think of this? And that's why I wanted to bring it to the show and, and hash it out and really get comments like yours, Eddie, right. And be able to say like, yes, I know that's what he meant. Just like what you said, Steve, about Steven Spielberg. If you have a piece you like and you understand what that scene is supposed to look like, but that doesn't work for everybody. So that's why the calibration is important. So, um, yeah, 
Yeah, thanks, Steve, for doing that. That's you're, you're the the man behind the scenes because I got so many things going on here. Uh, oh, no, on you're the, okay. So just always nice to say hi to to new people. Yeah, it's great. Um, and uh, yeah, it's all good. So um, yeah, welcome everyone. Yeah, uh, jump right in. The water's warm, as we often say. <laughs> That's John's fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, At least around bit. the two hour it's mark, like, it'll be his fault. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's warm like three feet around me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we have fun here. We have lots of fun. Um, let's see. Let's talk to I. I what a big day today. Um, let's say hi to. Um, my our patrons uh thank you guys thank you everybody over there i am going live with them at a zoom call at eight o'clock tonight so that's gonna be fun can't wait for that uh join me over there and uh this was pretty funny i got this today patreon sent me this happy patreon diversity anniversary whatever you've been creating on patreon for a full year that's a big deal and i'm like oh thank you very much but it's been like over two yeah i was <laughs> like, gonna say it's been yeah, longer than a year i think it might surely. be three i don't know i don't know yeah. but i was like yeah. all right well maybe they just saw my low patreon number of 30 they were like that's gotta be good for a year right we'll tell them congratulations <laughs> i'm like no i've been at this a long time i just don't talk about it and i was talking with uh funny i was talking with giles today which i'll talk about in a second because we got other news um I was talking with Giles saying, he goes, I got to look into that. And he goes, I said, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. I said, I'm not really good at asking for money. so I don't really get the full benefit of it. Um, but I am starting to learn and uh, we'll have more on that later when I have another show, when I have a show that I can't, uh, that I can actually elaborate on because we got way more to get to. Uh, let me just touch on this really quickly. Uh, Zipidi out of, out of mm. business going out of business, huge news. I was going to grab an image for that. Um, but Giles and I are going to be live tomorrow night, eight o'clock. Uh, and we are going to hash all of that out. Uh, he put out a great video. I think he came out this morning. Um, and he gives you all the options. Uh, he, uh, no, this is Giles McCoy, go to his YouTube channel and you'll see, but he put out like a 30 minute video and it breaks down everything from, Plex to Kaleidoscape, Zidu, Zoom, all the things in the middle, all the ideas. And um, so I saw that and I was like, oh, we got to do a show. So we're, we're going to stream it in both places. I don't care where you watch it, but it's we're going to break it all down uh, where we think the future is going. And I think it's, it's huge. Honestly, I think this is huge for home theater in a positive way. And I was joking with them. I go, Hey, I'm not kidding. This, I am bright side because I try to see the positive and everything, but this truly is. And we'll talk about it tomorrow night. It is a huge thing for home theater and us as consumers. I think this is going to someday we're going to look back at this and go, I remember that day because look at what's happened since then. And we're going to talk about all that tomorrow night. So that deserves, deserves a serious long form conversation. So. Um, we have that and, um, guys, uh, I got a little surprise for you here. Um, I haven't even told you guys this one yet, but my, my laptop's acting up here. I got to get the image up. Where did it go? Where did it go? Did we win the lottery D? Did you not tell us? No, unfortunately, no. Worth a try. Um, no, but my stupid, my, it's always something stupid like this. So let me, uh. Let me see if you notice what's, what's, uh, what's different here. Uh, 
And uh, where is it? There it is. All right, here we go. Do you see anything different here? Mm-hmm. I, oh, I, I don't even see that. Oh, image. VPN, VPN, VPN. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, I indeed. Well, some of us have had it for ages, DJ. I, I, you know, I, I didn't like to show off. <laughs> I know. Oh, so you do have one. Well, we've had Prey on Disney oh, Plus no, since I it came you out. If in, you had a, a VPN. I'm no, sorry. no, 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 no. We, oh. we already had that on our normal one. We didn't need a VPN. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. So, John, you have yours. What do you have, by the way? IP Vanish. Okay. So I grabbed uh, I grabbed this uh, ExpressVPN. It's all, uh, all in one. I just... It's, now, is that an app on Apple TV? I didn't think they were available on Apple TV. Nope. Nope. This is literally them a, as well. a, a router. This is actually yeah. ExpressVPN. Yeah. It's there. Let me see if it's on here. Yeah. Uh, I have that service also. Nope. But. That's my work. There's Giles. <laughs> um, let me, f- yeah, see, I got to find the, uh, let me pull that down there. <laughs> yeah. They, like I said, the pool people screwed me up big time. Um, <laughs> Let me find I didn't the know they did VPNs. No, uh, ExpressVPN, <laughs> they make their own. And, they make a router, yeah. Yeah, they make a router so you don't have to install it into your router, which actually helps a lot. So basically what I did is I I went and I took, here it is. <clears throat> I'll show you. Aircove, that's what it's called. So links are in the show notes. This was $189. But it's a second, I added a second Wi-Fi router to the house, but this has the VPN in it. Okay. Right. So I called my man, Joe. There he is in the chat. Joe Hotzel. Um, the IT guy busting, busting my balls right from go. I, he goes, call me <laughs> because I had this plan to do. And to be fair, it was eventually the same plan that I wanted, but I want to run it by him. Right. So I'm like, all right, let's do this. So we hashed it out and he was, he was, like maybe you're going to screw some stuff up and that was kind of how I felt but um well like let's do it what we ended up doing is and it this is his idea and he goes this would be really cool what if you had two apple TVs and i was like i got like three unused sitting i got a travel one i got another one i'm like let me grab it boom we did it within like a half hour we had it up and running i had to tweak some things he had to jump on another call and then he came back but we had uh, him and I were cracking up. We had a blast doing this. Um, adding the VPN, I ended up doing, um, going and looking at, uh, let's see. Now maybe I can get these in order here. So I did look at prey. These are my scenes for the week here. So mm-hmm. I did look at prey. Uh, and it sounds, it does sound better. There is an improvement there. Um, I think for me, so go to like the three minute mark when she's throwing the tomahawk. Mm. Um, so in that scene there, let me see. I, I got it. There you go. So in mm. that scene there, it's very evident. You can hear the echoes a lot better. It sounds just as good on Hulu. It does sound good. Don't get me wrong. It's not like a dramatic difference, but it is more enveloping. Uh, I think it's Hulu. But then I also looked up, I wanted to find other content without telling you guys because I wanted to surprise you. And I found Boston Strangler also over there in Dolby uh, Atmos. So I'm like, Jen and I are going to watch that one together. Um, but then I went back and I watched it. <laughs> uh-huh. 
So this, <laughs> oh this scene here, it's uh no one will save you. And this scene here, I watched most of the movie over again. Um, it is, it's a lot better. It's not, it, I mean, when I saw it the first time, I said it, it, it was horrible. It's not as dramatically horrible as I thought. It's still a little <laughs> low, even on Atmos, but it is way more enveloping and heightened. Again, I think this is Hulu. Whatever they're doing and the way they're, and Joe can explain it better than I can. Yeah, Joe in the chat. Here we go, buddy. Well, I'm getting to it. I'm getting to project two six. Um, <laughs> Order 66. Order 66. So this is Project 26. This one's probably going to stick for a while. We'll be saying this. Um, so what ends up happening, it, it, I think it's Hulu. And like I said, Joe can really explain like what goes on behind the scenes, what they allow through, stuff like that. And they're just not allowing it through. Because I don't think it's a case. Because I've I've watched other movies in five point one. Like I said, the Continental sounds fantastic. It actually sounds better than this does in Atmos. Talking about, uh, I'm I'm pointing at the screen, but if you're audio only, I'm talking about uh, no one can save you. Um, so but Project Two Six is uh, basically that. Me, what Joe's saying there is because I'm running the Lumigen. I I run everything through the Lumigen and then the Lumigen takes it, smooths everything out, all your different inputs, puts it out to the projector. So you have one setting on your projector. I don't have to, oh, Apple TV is doing this. Standard definition is doing this. It The, the Lumigen does everything, right? So that, str that smooths all transitions out. On the Lumigen... I have my input one is Kaleidoscape, input two is Apple TV, input three is my Panasonic, and so forth all the way down. Six was the last open one. That's where I put Apple TV UK. So I was two, six, two, six. And I got an earpiece in talking to Joe, and I'm like, oh, my God, listen, this is different. And he's like, I can't hear it. <laughs> and we're going back and forth, but he's like, two, six, two, six. And sometimes trying to compare the picture there. I was like, Oh wow. What a difference. Oh no, that's, Oh, I thought I was on the other one. Oops. Okay. So those ones were dead <laughs> on, but I can switch this. It's probably three seconds of a black screen. And then the next image comes up. And if I hit play at the exact same time on my two Apple TV remotes, I can just do it while the movie's playing and just go back and forth. And you, it's a great AB trick to have people in and go, which do you think is better? And it's like, I did it back, when I did Maverick, I did it when, uh, um, Jurassic Park Dominion, all that stuff, Jurassic World, sorry. Um, you can do all of that a lot faster and get a really good AB comparison. Um, but at the end of the day, like I, I've always said, if you walked in the room and got up and had to go to another room, probably be a lot harder to tell the difference. And all. This is all little microcosm stuff that's, but this is different. Uh, I, I do really love the VPN. I love getting my, Apple TV UK. I even got a special red wire. I didn't get a picture of it for you guys, but special red wire so that I know that's the Ethernet from the UK. <laughs> Should have been a red, white, and blue one. They each I look, you know, they you, don't you make know. it. <laughs> Paint it, damn it. Oh. <laughs> what do you do for a living? <laughs> well, damn. Actually, I did buy a label maker for my wires. I did that's a whole other project for a whole other show. Um, I got so much stuff, but yeah. So, uh, that was pretty cool. That was pretty. How long have you had a VPN, John? 
on the Apple TV or in general? In general. I mean, I've had one in general for years, but it's not router. Le- I mean, I don't have it on my router. Hmm. I just have it on my phones, my, you know, my laptop, my phones, all that stuff. We went that route um, first. Yeah. And so, but it never worked on Apple TV because they didn't allow um, native apps for VPNs until the latest update. And so I switched to IP Vanish because ExpressVPN didn't have an app. They're not on Apple TV yet. And so, um, so now that's who I'm using, um, for everything. Is somebody you know, vibrating or is that me? My phone's ringing. Oh, okay. Um, I'm like, I'm, I'm checking my stuff. That's okay. As long as I know it's somebody yeah, else. John is, uh, he's not the FBI, John. Now they figured out you're on a VPN. I'm just, yeah. Wondering. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so in any case, yeah, um, I'll let the Express VPN subscription run out and I'll just continue with IP Vanish because it does all the same things the other one did. Plus it allows my Apple TV. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. So I did the ExpressVPN. I just, I researched after talking to you last week, I researched the ExpressVPN and I was like, okay, I'm like, this is great. I just bought it right away, right when we finished the show and it had come in the next day. And then I was, it's sitting here and I had rain on Friday that I wasn't expecting. So I was like, all right, let's go to town. So nine in the morning, I texted Joe and Joe was like, okay, let's go. And he's like I said, he goes, give me a call. And I was like, all right. So I call him and he answers the phone like this. He goes, Brightside Home Theater IT line, please, please press one. And I was like, I started laughing and I'm like, oh, that's good. Uh Nothing. He just sat there like I had to press one. I was like, you're going to lose at this, pal, because I was on my laptop. He's on speakerphone. I go, you're going to lose. So you can keep going. And he's like, and he went, he lasted like three or four minutes without saying, which is a long time of dead air. And I'm looking at my phone and I'm like, did I call Joe? But I'm like, I'm not saying nothing, right? So I'm just working on my laptop. And then all of a sudden he goes, just press one. I was like, you lose. I'm not yelling at him. But yeah. Two hours later, we had, cause we had done other options. He wasn't sure if the, the, the Wi-Fi router in the house would screw up the other Wi-Fi. So we tried doing it on my laptop. We connected the laptop to the home theater, the theater, you know, and I was like, I had it, I had prey playing through my laptop on the home theater. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not getting, he goes, well, yeah, you're not going to get Atmos or anything, but you got the movie there. I go, I can get the movie, Joe. I'm trying to get the Atmos. <laughs> oh, all right. Open the box. Let's go. <laughs> So we, we worked it out and now it's, it's awesome. And now I have on the front of my rack, which that was my Saturday project. I had to rebuild my rack because I had to mount dual Apple TVs. <laughs> did you do what Joe says in the chat there? You did, he did tell you to make the Siri voice UK on yes, that Apple TV. So an English accent. Yes, <laughs> he did. He did tell me that. And I'm like, I don't use Siri a lot, especially maybe once Jen and I are alone in the house, but. It's weird with multiple people and you're like, Hey, do this. And I'm like, no, I just, I, I like buttons. So I can't say I've ever used Siri on my Apple TV. I, I can't either. My I've Apple never TVs. Done it. I've got seven of them. I <laughs> use it when I'm driving. I'll use Siri. I'll be like, I'll be like, Hey, S lady, whatever you want to say. Right. I'll say that. <laughs> and then I'm like for a message to give myself later. So I don't have to pick my phone. Yeah. But That's not on it. Apple TV. No. Yeah. I can't say I've ever done it for that. No. I don't think Siri will work in our theaters because it's too loud to begin with. And be like, "Hey Siri, put on <laughs> Maverick." <laughs> like it's already playing loud because you're watching Star Wars and you want to. No, it doesn't work. 
Yeah. Have a shouting so, back. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, all right. Um, I still have movies to get to. You have movies. You guys have movies to get to. Um, that, that, that was it for me. I want to give you guys some time to talk. So, uh, let's, mm. let's. Good news. Everything is good this week. I'm not moaning about anything this week. Oh, well, I've got these in order, so I was going to try to just go in order, and I apologize because, unfortunately, mine's the first one up. That's um, fine. <laughs> it's like, I'm just, I'm tired of talking. I can um, talk about this one, too. I know you can. I'll just talk <laughs> about it really have. quick, but let's let's kick off the month of October with probably one of the greatest modern horror movies, if you want to call a horror thriller thriller uh silence the silence of the lambs 4k uh dts master audio 5.1 on kaleidoscape uh this came out a while ago like last year right on disc steve and on kaleidoscape and everything Mm -hmm. um i bought it last year uh my wife and i didn't this is literally is my favorite my wife's favorite movie this is our absolute favorite Mm -hmm. movie um she she loved it when we saw it in the theaters she just loves anything to do with the the uh antagonist in this movie. Anything to do with people like that that need help, that should find help and do this stuff. She wants to help these people. So even at a young age, and what were we, 21 when this came out in 91? She's like, yeah. I, I, she res- that guy resonated with her. <laughs> it's like, that's <laughs> not who's supposed to resonate with you. <laughs> so, but yes, she loves this movie. Um I, all I can say is, let me give you, if you don't own this, absolutely run out and get it. It's reference picture, reference sound, if you will, for the time. Um, but the picture alone and watching this on a big screen, my wife was blown away again because how good it's looked. Um, did I bring it in here? Yeah, here we go. Yeah, I have it on Laserdisc. So um, we've been watching this at home forever. And, but we hadn't seen this new 4K transfer yet. And she was like, I never realized how many shots are close ups in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I know it's amazing. I mean, the close ups of Jodie Foster, the close ups of, uh, Anthony Hopkins, the close ups of how creepy is what's the doctor that's keeping Anthony that, what's his mm, name? Uh, Dr. Chilton. Yes. How creepy he is in the close-ups yeah, on him. Slimy and Scott just, Glenn yeah. and how, like what he looks like the close-ups on their faces when they have the white under their noses in the, I mean, I was looking at that for the continuity. Like how many times did they shoot this? Is it the same white as it was before? And it was, mm. it seemed it. Um, absolutely. It's just gorgeous. Just gorgeous looking. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, oh, wait, it's not out over there yet? Not a, yeah, so Jordan says in the chat, Silence of the Lambs still has yet to release on physical 4K in the UK. Um, classic horror masterpiece. Um, yeah, I imported it from okay. the US. I, I, I could not wait. Um, and everything you just said, DJ, is what I said when I reviewed it yeah. on the show a few months back. Yeah. It, it, it is absolutely incredible, the work they've done on the restoration of this. Yeah. Um, and yeah. That those those close ups 
bore into you on the big screen and, and with that added resolution. Every little, you can see the, the various little blood vessels in the eyes. Um, it, yes. It, it's awesome. That, that, uh, Jodie Foster has like a burst blood vessel in one of her mm. eyes. And my wife was like, oh my, look at that. I've never seen that before. It's like right mm. to the side of her eye. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You can also, I mean, and never has the James Gums kind of, um, that when it goes into the, uh, the, the night vision mode, never has that looked more threatening and more concerning than, than in this. You're just like, Oh my God, yeah. I want to get out of here as quickly as possible. And, and of course you've got the, the, the moths flying around and that's all nicely moving in the room. Yeah. But it just feels so claustrophobic. Um, oh, it's incredible. Really, yeah. really good presentation. And, and I mean, you say, DJ, if, if you don't own it, go buy it. I'd say even if you do own this, unless you own it in 4K, <laughs> get a second go get that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I had the Blu-ray and I got the 4K disc and yeah. the Blu-ray's long gone. There's no way I'd watch that again after yeah. this. Um, once you've seen this in, in 4K on a, on a calibrated screen, um, <laughs> yeah. then you'll be uh, very, very, you know, glad that you did. And there's no going back. It's fantastic. Um, and well worth importing for those over in the UK that, that don't want to wait because God knows when it's going to come out here. Um, you know, import it, get it and then prepare for awesomeness. Yeah. As I like to say it's, and, and to get to touch on the color for a second, um, she mm. typically is wearing green throughout the movie. Mm. Right. Tweed, tweed, green, tweed, green, tweed. Yeah. but when mm. she's running down, running away, uh, it's when, um, you know, that gross scene happens, something gets thrown out of the cell at her, which is disgusting. But if you look at her nylon, her nylons are green as well. Okay. It's like, I mean, and that green just really pops. And I said to my wife, I was like, I go, it's very interesting that it's, she, they, they put her in green, right? She's new. She's a recruit. She's green, right? She's new. <laughs> so they put her in that. And then at the end, after she catches him, sorry, spoilers, um, she's in the black for, you know, now she's the FBI guy. Right. Or FBI person. Sorry. And <laughs> she's in all black and stuff. But throughout the movie, she's wearing green because she's just a, not even a rookie yet. She's just she's just a trainee. So I thought that really jumped out. And then, of course, you have the clothes. And the other thing Jen and I were laughing at is the style of the times of everything being baggy. Like even even Scott Glenn, when he goes into that funeral home and he's wearing the overcoat and it's just like the shoulders on it are way out to here. And it's just boom, 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 boom. boom. And my kids look at some of my T-shirts that I had from the 90s that I wore like, Dad, how big were you? Because like somebody like me, I'm six feet tall, 175 pounds, and I would wear a extra large T-shirt because that was the style, that frumpy look, right? Nowadays, you look like that and you're like, you just look like you're crawled out of a laundry bin <laughs> like what are you doing and it, it's but seeing that style and stuff and it's that's how good this resolution and how good the restoration mm. i should say is so question is there um, a bad jody foster movie <laughs> here uh, we go denzel yes. washington road we're going down here <laughs> yeah there there is a movie in which she's she is very odd which is in elysium Oh where yeah, yeah. She where the whole thing looks like it's been dubbed again. It's very mm -hmm. strange. Um, the, the, in her entire dialogue throughout the movie isn't quite in sync mm. with her lips, and it's a very strange performance. I don't know what happened there. Um, but no, she she's generally been in some great movies. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, Paul also said in the chat, um, he's got the Kino Lorber 4K disc on the way. That's the one I've got, Paul. So okay. you know, prepare for awesomeness. Nice. It is really, really good. So, yeah, it's very cool. Great film. 
Have you got that, John? Is that one that's on your list or is that not I one for you? I don't have it. I've seen it many times. I don't have mm. the 4K though. Um, I was just checking to see if I had it while we were talking because I thought I did, but <laughs> yeah. I guess I don't. So it's well, it, you know, Black it's Friday now rolls around. Cart. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you, you will so, love it. And on your yeah. screen in particular as well, yeah. bearing in mind the sheer size of that, you know, Lecter look is just boring into your skull. Right. You know, it's so, so good. Yeah. It's an, it's an awesome disc. Lecter. Yeah, Lecter. Dr. Lecter. Yeah, he said Lecter. Dr. Lecter. <laughs> Dr. Lecter. <laughs> we all know that. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Uh, all right. <laughs> Next up, here we go. John. Oh, okay. This is me. This is you. <laughs> I get right. to talk. Um, <laughs> all right. So this is uh, a movie called Kate, which was on Netflix, um, Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos. Um, this starred Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Um, this movie, I guess I – oh, and Woody Harrelson, who was great in this, in this movie. Um, this movie came out in 2021, and somehow I – missed it i guess i never saw it uh it was mentioned on facebook or twitter last week so i gave it a watch um have either have either of you seen this movie never heard of it uh this was never yeah never heard of it this was really good um the presentation was was excellent um again it's it's only it's a netflix original i don't think it exists on physical media anywhere um uh but uh, which is, a, I, I think it needs to come to physical media because um, as good as this was on Netflix, I think on disc, this thing would be great. Um, it had some really nice Atmos effects. Uh, and yeah, it's, um, it's a really good film. Um, basically, I mean, you can, if you're watching this, um, you can see the, the synopsis here, but you know, basically she's a, she's a hit person um, who is given a fatal dose of poison and has 24 hours to live and decides to spend it tracking down and getting revenge on the people that poisoned her um, rather than, you know, enjoying your last 24 hours. I heard of this. I've heard of um, this. And I, but yeah, in 2021, I think I remember here and, and yeah, I, I, and yeah. And so it looks awesome. I had never seen her in a role like this. Um, I, you know, I haven't seen her in too many things. Obviously um, she's in, the current season of Ahsoka. Um, and my wife had no idea who she was. Um, but she was excellent in this, like really badass, you know, um, this is one of those John Wick type, you know, just kill them all and take names at the door kind of things. Um, and yeah, I really liked it. So if you haven't seen it and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people haven't, because like I said, it was a Netflix original, um, seek it out and, and, and watch it. I thought it was, um, I thought it was really good. So nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so who, I mean, it's a little bit, you, you got to get over. I, uh, I don't know. So do you think uh, it could get a physical release or is well, it a that's Netflix the thing. I don't original? Know. It's a Netflix original. So I don't know. Um, I mean, Netflix is the studio as far as I'm aware. Um, so I don't think it's going to, um, I mean, they've, you know, they've done it with other things. Like there is stranger things, couple of seasons on Blu-ray, like, there is some Netflix stuff that comes to physical, but yeah, um, but I've never seen any of their big movies get like a big 4K release or anything. Um, but this, it just would be a good disc, though. Um, like I said, you got you got to get over the the absurdity of the plot a little bit, just like with most movies of this type, um, and kind of go with it what's happening. But <laughs> yeah, but it was but it was very well done. Great action sequences, like I said. Um, 
you know, car chases, bullets flying, all that stuff that makes Atmos uh, sing when it's done well. And um, yeah, uh, like I said, it was it was good. Great, so. great. Um, I'll add that one to my list. That's yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's on Netflix. So I just checked it. <laughs> it is uh, it is on Netflix in the UK as well. So I just checked that. Sometimes they're yeah. not, but Ooh, yeah, where to is, watch so. it? Maybe I'll go on vacation and watch it well, in the UK. You could get a you could get a, a reverse VPN and uh, hook up to UK. I mean to USA Netflix, Steve, uh, on your yeah, Apple TV, it. and well, you could watch that, this. <laughs> or I could just get Deej to sit at the back of uh, the theater room with his iPhone, just just FaceTime. Right. It. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a low tech VPN. You watch it on my uh, it, on my iPad. Yeah. It, yeah. It's funny. Yeah, Deed, stop talking. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. My my son was like, Ahsoka drops tonight at nine o'clock, and I told yeah. him, and we've been watching it at nine o'clock. And he, I was like, we can't do it this week. I'm going to be on the Zoom call with the patrons, and he goes, do a watch along. I was like, that's not the point. <laughs> I'm like, but, and it's also, it's not the point for either conversation, right? It's hard to have right. a conversation and I want to experience it with the lights out and the sound up. And I can't be like, right. shut up everybody on zoom. I've got headphones on and I'm watching. It doesn't work. So, right. yeah. So it's a good, I mean, we messed around with that idea from John the watch along. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause is it, isn't it Disney plus that allows that? I think it's Disney Plus. Yeah, that allows, Disney Plus like, allowed us to watch parties. Yeah, yeah, I've never. We've yeah. actually never tried it either. We talked about it. Yeah, but. it was. It didn't go well. It was. Uh, it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. So yeah, we had that. But um. But yeah, great. This is uh. Add this to list. Uh, let me see what's up yeah. next. All right. I was going to talk about this one too, but uh, we don't have that kind. But you can. I'll talk Steve. about it super quick. It is the Flash. Yeah. <laughs> so whole uh, theater experience of the year. Yeah, well, apparently, so Potential. someone said, but I can't <laughs> yeah. imagine who, who who was that. I don't know. I don't know. Not a yeah, bright yeah, guy. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, uh. So super quick, the Flash in 4K UHD disc, which I watched uh, a couple of weeks ago. We ran out of time last week, um, so didn't didn't get to talk about it. Um, yeah, I mean, super quick. Film's really good. Um, I actually enjoyed it more second time round, having only seen it on a screener before. But I did enjoy it more this time round. Um, Ezra Miller was less irritating this time, and I was and the stuff that kind of dragged a little bit last time went by a bit more quickly. Now that I kind of know where it was going, um, so film's alright. If you like the film, you know, good, good, uh, good on you. The <laughs> disc is very, 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 very good. Um, picture so you at least see fantastic. what I meant when and I was so excited that day, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's no, I'm not, I'm, I was just thought it was funny because the next week I you know. denied that you said it. That's what was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't disagree with your assessment. No, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so no, it's, it's, it's very, very good indeed. And, and of course, I'm not sure the film ever quite gets back to the sheer visual fun of the opening sequence. I think it kind of, it suffers a little bit in comparison to that because that opening sequence is demo audio yeah, and video um, from start to finish. And the first time that really hit me was when he first 
uses the, the, the flash power so the, and the screen does a sort of push focus and and the screen goes back as he goes forward and on a big screen in in you know in a in a perfectly lit room you i felt genuinely like i was being pulled into the screen which is exactly what it's meant to do and that was just great um and then you know the audio the the, the bass on that was the, the hospitals collapsing all the stuff moving around and then of course you get the 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 back whatever you call it, the bat plane, whatever it is, goes over the top of the screen, the bike comes down and off it goes. I mean, it's awesome. And, you know, there is there is nothing to be criticised about in terms of that opening sequence. Um, and then it goes a little quiet for a bit, and then you get, you know, the, the ending, which is... It's okay, but I don't. I don't think it ever quite recovers from how good that opening is. Um, uh, so it's great, really yeah. good disc. Highly recommend it. Um, you know, put it on big screen, sound up, and just, just go with it. And it's it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and the big and, screen you know, yeah. is literally the big screen. The entire movie, one eighty five <coughs> to one, I believe. Yes. And you're just yeah. it, and it's the visuals are stunning, and it, like. Like you said, that opening scene was shot in IMAX, but then mm. you do see with a proper calibration, you do see the drop off, even though the screen is still the same size, but you can see the, the quality drop off when they go to a non IMAX shot scene, mm. right? Mm-hmm. You see the difference. In, yeah. It's very slight, but you can see that. And then when you go to an IMAX scene, you're like, here we go again. And I have a feeling that's what we're going to go through with Oppenheimer as well. Because that, although that has variable aspect ratios, but it also has different shots within sizes as well. So, it, I mean, mm. that one's going to be a lot of fun for us home theater yeah. nerds. But so, so yeah, very, very impressed with this. I, I absolutely recommend this disc all day long. And when it, you know, I know John, you weren't a fan of of, of the movie, which I get. But I think again, when this comes down to I a thought super you liked it, John, decent no? price. I mean, no, it was okay. Really was, not as much as I did, did, wasn't it? Yeah. I didn't love <laughs> yeah. it. He he yeah. really bothers me. They really <laughs> bother me. Um, <laughs> but um, Just stick to the name. <laughs> yeah, Ezra Miller bothers me. Um, yeah. But again, I will get Jed disc. loves troubled people. <laughs> for well, <laughs> I'll get Hello? the disc for one just to complete <laughs> just to complete the uh, DCU the DCU because I mm. I have all the others. Um, and I know that it'll be a great disc, and yeah. um, you know I am looking forward to watching it. But yeah, I'm not paying thirty dollars for it because I didn't like the movie that much. I'll wait mm. till it's sixteen bucks or so, yeah. and then but I'll it'll, pick it up. it'll be well worth picking up yeah. when it does. I mean, I again just for that opening sequence, you turn it off after that if you really want to. Right. But that opening bit is just so good, um, and I do like that the, they are playing with it. I do like the the, the title comes in and then stops. Because he gets distracted and then it comes in again and it goes again. I think that's such a clever little and, yeah. and a funny little thing to do. Um, really, really fun. And then as I say, the screen pushes in. You see the kind of, I don't know what you call it, the, you know, the, the, the speed that he then does. Cause there's names for everything, isn't there? Speed this? force. Um, speed force. Yeah. yeah. Well, quite. So when you first see that in the, in the, the script that you John, get this uh, like focus. speed force. What? You don't know that? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you're you, you are my DC gurus. I don't bloody know. <laughs> and it, and it, and as the screen goes in and it just, it genuinely feels like someone's pulling you forward yeah. into the screen. Oh, it's oh, great. So good. Um, and, and some fantastic home cinema yeah. of that for sure. Uh, yeah, and uh, David Breyer, uh, we mentioned him earlier, mm-hmm. didn't we? Uh, new, yeah, I he's, think, he's new, new, I think. new to yep. the room, new to the chat, mm-hmm. so thanks, David. But he had a great comment. Uh, shocked how good the Flash was after all the awful comments. Loved it. 
And that's what we've said that how many times on this show? It's like, I used to, I, I used to love reading reviews of movies and stuff and, um, for home theater purposes, right? Sound quality, picture quality and stuff. And back in the nineties, when you read in a home theater magazine, they all came out months after the movie. So you'd already seen it. You just wanted to see what they thought of it. Internet speeds up and now you can look, you can go on blu-ray.com and you can see before you get to hear about it. Like Ralph Potts does great reviews. One of the things I love about Ralph Potts is he does such a good review because he still makes you want to see it, but he tells you where it falls in line with everything, right? A lot of times I won't read people's reviews ahead of time. I think Ralph's the only one I read now. Uh, Mike, I read Mike from AV, AV Nirvana too. They both do a great job. Because I don't like when somebody, and it happened on Blu-ray, uh, dot com years ago. I want to say it was a Spider-Man movie, but I read the review, then I watched the movie, and I was like, I thought that sounded really good, but I see what they're saying there, but it's like, wait, wait to read the review. And then I know that's what we do here. We talk that stuff, but, <laughs> but a lot of, when you read the negative stuff, that's why we don't talk negative about something that's brand new or something. Because it might just be our experience. I didn't have a good experience with certain movies and it might, I just don't like the movie. Right. So it, there, there's some stuff there that can sway you away from a great experience. And I, I don't want to really do that. Um, but yeah, it's, and then the bad press that it was getting, I think that kind of ruined a, for a lot of people too. So, mm. um, well, Paul, um, Paul just says in the chat, the enthusiasm is encouraging me to watch The Flash after all, which I will do. Paul, see it. You know, I mean, whether you buy the 4K disc or not, I mean, I would say buy it, but, you know, whether you do or not, Mm. it's a hell of an experience for home theatre. And and I know you're, you know, you're working on yours at the moment. So, yeah, give it a go. I think you'll be very pleased. Yeah. I mean, if you like the other, I mean, if, if nothing else, it looks and sounds great. As with all the DCU movies of late from Warners, they all, they look and sound great, even if you don't like the movie. So it's, um, yeah, well worth it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's pop through these next two really, really quick. Uh, I just wanted to touch on this, um, Continental episode two coming in at what is it? 115, I think, John. Did you see it yet? Episode two was, yeah, about an hour 15. Okay. Um, I did watch it. Yeah. I haven't seen the whole thing yet. Joe and I are watching this okay. together. Um, but picture quality, sound quality is right back up. I mean, it's, it's great on, um, and it's on Peacock over here. Steve, have you jumped in on it yet? I haven't. No, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, we're watching Gen V at the moment, which we can talk about in a yep. bit, which is Amazon and then okay. so many other things. So no, not yeah, yet. Yeah. I will do. You though, don't have to, based don't on have your to explain yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, John and I had a great conversation afterwards last week and we let, we talked spoilers and stuff. So based on that conversation, John, do you think that Steve should see it or do you like encourage him a little bit more? Cause you weren't crazy about it. Back I then. wasn't crazy about it. And yeah, you had some insight that, um, is absolutely correct. I just, just did not pick up on it at all. Um, cause even after the fact, I went and talked to Lydia and she's like, Oh yeah, you didn't get that. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, That's but great. yeah, yeah. So there's some, some story points here that, like I said, went right over my head somehow. Um, but they, they do make it a little bit more enjoyable for me. Um, knowing that. And yeah, after episode two, of course, you know, I'm all in cause there's only one more anyways. Um, right. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's quite as bad as I originally 
thought it was. <laughs> um, I came around a little bit more after the second episode and after our conversation. I was a little bit yeah. more invested. Um, well, and yeah, see- it's, it, it, if you like John Wick, like, it's, right. you know, mm-hmm. and we all do, um, well, you know, it's going to be what, three and a half, four hours tops of, of investment for the whole thing. Yeah. So it's like two more um, movies. Yeah. But like, it, it was funny when you made that comment last week, I was like, I don't think he picked up on this. Right. And he was like, there's not really a story here and stuff. And I was like, and what I said last week to you was like the entire four movies is based off a dog being killed. And that's well, it. There's right, really right. not much else. This has all the story. And it's yeah. like, you're like, Oh my God. It, 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 it is. It's a lot of fun. And, um, and a great home theater experience too. A lot of nuances. Um, really hoping. Steve, we we'll get this physical, right? Paramount, they they do they do their stuff physical. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I, you you'd like to think. So, is it Paramount? Is it? It's not. Um, oh, it's Peacock. It's sorry, not, sorry. It's uh, Peacock. Lionsgate. Peacock. Peacock. Yeah. Peacock. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, Lionsgate did the do the they the do the John Wick movies, movies, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Mm. So they they're not known for doing their TV stuff. So, yeah. so assuming that they are involved. Hey, we're and in a new day and age, be, but, though. Hmm. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? But I'll, I, I will get to it. I'm, I'm going to give it a watch. But um, yeah, we'll, yeah, I'll get around to it sooner or later. Yeah, <laughs> just around John Wick five. Yeah. yeah. So, um, speaking of John Wick, uh, yeah, I, I, mm. I dove in, went back. Yeah. I know I'm only talking. I'm just I, I grabbed the image, but right. when you go from watching the stream, which I said looks fantastic, it's you know it's in your CinemaScope. And I put my masking up and, you know, Peacock, it, they're doing a fantastic job with the stream. It is only 5.1, but somehow they have a wider bandwidth than Hulu. So it looks and sounds fantastic until you put on John Wick on the Kaleidoscape. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God, look how crisp that is. Oh, my God, look at this. And I remember I was texting John that night. It was after the show later at night. Um, and I was like, this character is this character and this character and go back to John Wick. It's just, I mean, it's a great home theater. Their entire, all four movies are great home theater experiences anyways, but go back to John Wick and, um, it, and you'll, wow, what a difference. It's, it's like, it, it just looks so good. It's that, that, that Mustang, which is in the show and it's, it's been out there. Everybody knows it's in the trailers. It is the same Mustang, but now you see it and you're like, Oh my God. It's like, it looks so good. You can see the metal flake in it. You're like, oh man, it looks ah, so good. So that, that, that was a quick touch on John Wick there. So, um, and quickly we'll, we'll just skim past this. Everybody's still happy with Ahsoka. Steve, I want to give you your opportunity to blush and gush. Yeah. Still good. Still good. Still good. Still good. Yeah. Yeah, A bit of a different episode last one. Yeah. Um, getting everyone in place. And ready for the finale, which is tonight, tonight. tomorrow for me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, pretty good. Yeah, really yeah. enjoying it. It's a, it's great. It is my favorite of the Star Wars shows on Disney Plus. Um, yeah. for me, uh, because it's the most consistent. So yeah, really enjoyed it. Um, John, uh, can you do, do me a favor? Uh, did you notice it's, it's a, yeah, it's, it's just the whole It's season. a new image. <laughs> it doesn't say episode four yeah. anymore. Yeah, it doesn't, oh, it doesn't say, say episode it's, four. It's the same picture. Yeah, I, just, yeah. I was looking to see what episode it did say. It and doesn't. I'm like, I, I don't see anything there. I couldn't get it to bring up the episode number. It just says visit the shop tab to learn yeah, yeah. more. I'm like, damn it. I'm like, I don't want to shop for stuff. I'm trying to 
improve the podcast with my buddy John. I know, so I don't have to criticize you. Oh, let me pull that down. Guess what we're doing next, everybody? Uh, <laughs> John Wick Two. Sneak peek. No sneak peek. I meant to. I meant to drop down because I need all these little things here. But um, yeah, this next one, a uh, lot of people are looking forward to this. So we cannot shove this off to next week. Get it? Shove this off. You mm. see what I did there? You see what I see what I did yeah. there? Well, it would be it would be subpar to torpedo oh. this review. Oh my god. Yeah, I do not want to submarine we'd be, in deep, we'd, we'd be in deep ship. Yeah, yes. I don't want to submarine your enthusiasm. Go, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Steve and I rehearsed this on uh, Sunday night. Because that was definitely queued up. Yeah. No, <laughs> no it's literally off the cuff. This, uh, that's how good we are, right, John? Yeah. Smooth. U571, okay. the new 4K release. I've got, I had some homework given to me. Uh, Steve is so excited. This is seriously, I mean, we still have 50 minutes to go, but this is really why I was rushing because this could be 45 of that 50 minutes. <laughs> it really could. It genuinely could. I okay. know. So this is the new Studio Canal 4K UHD disc of U571. 23-year-old U571. Um, it seems incredible that it's that old, but there it is. Um, okay, so it came out here last week, I think it was, <coughs> and I sat down and watched it this week with some trepidation because the original Blu-ray, I say original, it, I mean, it was out in HD DVD, it was out on Blu-ray, you know, it was when Universal were doing both, and um, that disc by many... And we know because we got blocked for daring to suggest, Deeds, did we not, that I, there might be a, a new I version of this? I finally got to a 1,000 followers. I, luckily, I, <laughs> I earned 1,002 because all yeah. I said was embrace progress, blocked. Somebody was so angry at me <laughs> because I said- Well, us. I got blocked as well. Uh, oh, did you too? <laughs> what yeah, the hell? Yeah, yeah. Although I'd- yeah, so, yeah, this was a guy on Twitter who, who was so incensed at the idea that there might be a new version of U571 that might have new audio that they, um, that he blocked us both. Well, what um, he said was, so he, he said, he goes, it's new audio. I don't want to touch up, the audio. And he said, yeah. do not touch the audio. And I replied, all I said was, oh, geez. I'm like, don't, I'm like, you know, don't be afraid of progress. Embrace it with a smiley face, right? Because, where yeah. would we be today if that was the mentality? We'd still be a VHS <laughs> or, you know, and be like, yay, look at this. Don't touch it. I think it's fantastic. It's like, no, mm. that's, I mean, and don't get me wrong. You can fail, but yeah, but well, quite. take the chance. Well, well, this is it. So this, so as I say, so I bought the 4k disc with some trepidation because the, the, the Blu-ray is the, the videos. Okay. But the audio is something that we all, you know, hold up as a demo disc, um, and you did a, a deep dive on it again. Sorry, um, I'm just nicking. Uh, who's uh, who's was it there? Sorry, someone is it Joe? Yeah, sorry, Joe. That, that was in my head. Sorry, I'm I'm stealing that, but I'm going to give you the appropriate credit for it. So it's not really plagiarism. Um, <clears throat> but you did a fairly um, in depth review. There we go. Still going. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, I was of charged the, uh, of, of the scenes. Yes, Josh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you broke it down uh, as well. So, so you know, we all know the audio of the of the Blu-ray is really good. So when I bought this, um, it hadn't been reviewed. I hadn't seen any reviews anywhere, and I didn't didn't know what to expect. I didn't know. I, I mean, I knew it was going to be a 4K remaster, but I didn't know whether the audio would have been touched. And if you'd asked me, I would have said probably not. Mm. So then, when you put the disc in. <coughs> Oh, sorry, forgive me, guys. Try throat all of a sudden. When you put the disc in and you hit play, what comes up is that screen that you just put up a minute ago, Deej, um, which is a a disc, and that's why I took a picture of it. So this comes up um, from Studio Canal, and those that are listening rather than watching it, or those that are watching on a smaller screen, um, it says that this is a 4K restoration produced in 2023. It's a 4K 16-bit scan done from the original camera negative, um, and it says that this was a picture and sound restoration. Restoration spelt wrong, but never mind. Um, and then um, completed. Uh, it's, it's restoration is like a restaurant. I don't know what they've done there. <clears throat> so it's it's a new audio and video remaster. So suddenly my curiosity was very much piqued by that. So I hit play, which you're always encouraging us to do, Deej. Yeah, push so play. So I did okay. that. Yeah. Push play. I, yeah, well, yeah. you know, push play, hit play. You know, God, yeah, it's semantics we'll push play. or what? Yeah. What you said. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I I did that. Sorry, I had to. I'm suddenly throat, throat's gone really dry. Um, so um, video. Let's start with that because um, I won't. I don't need to talk about a film. Everybody who's anybody has seen this film. If you haven't seen it, it's great. Let's deal with the video um, initially because it begins with the crippling of the German U-boat, and it's all done in reds. And initially, when it first starts. Um, I was thinking, okay, it does look a bit better, but not dramatically so. But that is a very deliberate look, it seems to me, because shortly after that, it then cuts to the party sequence, and then it goes from there. And suddenly, it looks really nice compared to the older Blu-ray. Um, <coughs> so, excuse me, guys, sorry. Um, it's... The, the older Blu-ray, and I did do some A-B comparisons on this, which I don't normally do, but mm-hmm. I did on this because I thought I had to. Um, the older Blu-ray is is quite fuzzy. It's, it's, it looks quite sort of soft at times. There is edge enhancement on it. Um, and, and, and it was very typical of universal picture quality at the time. Um, doesn't mean it's bad. <coughs> it just means that it's not up to today's standards. And, it, and, and also this film was shot in, in deliberately challenging environments, quite dark, quite dimly lit, lots of smoke and stuff all going around. So um, that has been cleaned up quite a bit. Um, the HDR now brings out the, the, the detail in the backgrounds on some of the really dimly lit interiors. The, the beads of sweat on the mm. actors are now distinct and clear. The flesh tones look more realistic in most of it. Let's go back to flesh tones again. Um, and it's 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 got more texture. It's more gritty. The grain is still there. Anyone that thinks they've scrubbed it, nope. It is very much still there, but it looks great. And, and it, it's as good as this film, I think, reasonably could look. Um, because, again, it is a challenging movie, and it was deliberately shot in a, in a, in a down-and-dirty way. So 
Image-wise, it's good. Oh, very nice. Graphic Demon, very, very good. I like that one. <laughs> I wonder how this would look on a periscope screen. <laughs> <laughs> so that's great. So We'll be here all night if we re- keep running yeah, with this. Yeah, we will with this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will. So it's, it's um, well, we are on YouTube. I mean, you oh, know, some reason to flood the tubes. Anyway, so <laughs> it's, it's, um, so it looks as good as can, can reasonably been expected. It's not night and day over the, the older Blu-ray, but it is better. And it's, and it's dramatically better in terms of, of, of certain things. Now, the audio. So, and this, I think, is the area that I was most worried about. Yeah. Um, now, let me see if I can put this. Because you don't want to go backwards. Yeah, that's, no, I get why you're nervous. Yeah. And that, yeah. I get why that, that person, said what they said yeah but you yeah, just well, don't and, say and, don't touch like never touch right that's all i was commenting on and making a, a joke and, about it but but go ahead yeah it's like it is so, nerve-wracking and, <laughs> well quite and i had not until about half well about an hour ago now just before we came on i read a review which i had not read prior to watching and, and seeing this disc <clears throat> so the audio compared to the old disc and generally Bear in mind, this is a DTS HD 5.1 MA mix. So they haven't given this an object based mix. This is not Atmos. It's not DTSX. I watched it, um, upmixed to Neural X. Um, this is fantastic. It is constantly enveloping. I, and I've seen this film so many times and I mm-hmm. caught dialogue that I've never heard before audio in the surrounds and in the room that I've never noticed before. Um, little subtle um, textures of the, of the audio that I've never noticed before. And it goes on and on and on from the, from the opening party sequence to the very end. It is constantly mm. engaging. Um, the, the, there's, a, there's the shipyard scene towards the beginning mm-hmm. where they're working on the sub and they're getting the U5, the, the, the sub already. You can hear conversations going on off, off in the back of the room. You can hear people shouting and, and talking to one another. You can hear, um, uh, welding going on it, all around the room. There are echoes going on. There is move. It is absolutely fantastic. And then when they get into the sub, when the sub puts to sea, and they're they're on the surface. You can hear. I swear to you, you can hear the water running along the hull, and it goes along the right hand side of the room when they're on the right, and the left hand side of the room when they're on the left. And you can hear the water moving as they're cutting through the water. It pans from the front to the back. Uh, it, it is awesome. And then when you get around to the one one hour fifteen mark, where you then get the proper depth charge sequences. Um, First off, they, they, they detonate them near the surface and you get two or three explosions on the surface. And there's a metallic whine in the mm. explosions that I had not, it is in fact in it. When I A-beat it, it's there, but it's nowhere near as pronounced. So when you now get it on this, there is this kind of noise as it explodes, right. which is just awesome. Um, and then you then get the, obviously they go deeper, they drop the depth charges and you then get panning and, and metal, uh, straining and contracting. And it goes, I swear to you now, front right, up and over to rear right, across the rear of the screen, pans back over to front left and back. And it's 
all moving while it goes. You, you would, I mean, I was sat in my seat like this because you can, you, this, it just feels like this thing is going to go See, in a moment. His breath. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it is absolutely stunning. All right. This mix is fantastic. So I AB'd it because I thought, mm-hmm. you know what, I will. Because again, I was worried about it. Yep. So put it back on. I put it on the old disc, and sure enough, it's good, but it ain't this. It is, there is, you, again, I played on that bit with the shallow depth charge. You can mm-hmm. hear the metallic whine if you listen for it, but it's nowhere near as pronounced. Right. I put the shipyard scene on where, and you can hear it if you listen very carefully, but it's nowhere near as pronounced. It's not as clear. It's not as in the room as the, the old, the older disc is. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, it's, it's night and day mm-hmm. for me. This audio has been dramatically improved. And the review that I read just before coming on um, says the same. So thank God for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't you hate that so when me. you go like, I absolutely yeah. love this. And then like everybody comes out later and goes, it's horrible. <laughs> like, no, well, that was my worry. What because was you know, I that, watching? A, yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. But it, it is fantastic, guys. I mean, it's a Studio Canal release, and they don't tend to release in the U.S. And I know a number of people are importing it. Do it. it. I think you'll be very, very pleased. I really hope you will. Yours is on its way, isn't it, Deej? You've got yours incoming or has it arrived? I do. I I ordered it, Mm -hmm. what, weeks, like a a week or so ago, weeks ago, I think. I don't know Mm. when, but yeah. And those things, you never know. It's like, by the time they show up, you're like, what did I order? (laughs) It's like, Mm. oh, well. (laughs) Um, But let me ask you this. I I, want to do some, um, a little bit of grilling because, uh, I, I, as well, I watched uh, mm-hmm. a good portion of it at the beginning and it is amazing. I meant to go back and listen mm. to my podcast about it and see what I said. Um, but a lot of the stuff, I can't say I said all of that, but I feel like I did because I feel like all those scenes mm. you were talking about, I did experience that and I did yeah. go through that. So let me, um, let me play devil's advocate because I have experienced this. I've watched other people experience it. Is it possible? Now, I, I'm not saying that it's not heightened. Yeah, yeah right. No, I, yeah. But what I'm saying is, is like, is it heightened by like dramatically heightened to you? Because that is how strong a, an improved picture can be, right? Like all of a sudden, like you improve the picture, it could be the same audio and you're still going to feel like yeah. I've done that with other movies where it is the exact same audio and be like, I've never heard that before. And then all of a sudden, it's yeah. the same audio. How can it be? It can go the other way, too. Like, I've done it mm. where you improve the audio. Like, I, I've told this story many times. When I got the Denon receiver from my Onkyo back then, I brought my wife down, and she thought I got a new projector. And it was the same projector. Yeah. And it wasn't 4K mm. back then. So, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, your senses mm. can be... They, your senses can be altered by the, by everything else that's going on as well. So, mm. um, it, you know, defend that. Not in this case. Okay. Not honestly, Deej, not in this. It, 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 I'm trying to kind of think of a sensible way of explaining it. It is like, I don't know. It's, it's like somebody removing a, a hood. No, they cleaned head. it up. Right. It's like you take yeah. the noise floor out, which is probably mm. what they did, right? So they go in and they mm. almost like back in the old days, the Dolby noise reduction stuff where you, you take that 
of the tape out and now all of a sudden the cymbals sound cleaner. Well, they were still there. You're just taking that noise floor out. So that, that could be as simple as that. I'm sure mm. they did more, but if you, if you can heighten yeah. the, the frequencies and, and reduce that noise floor, you're going to have a better experience. Yeah. I, I don't, do you know, DJ, I don't know what they've done other than it's awesome now. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. awesomer. Cause it was great before, it, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not, um, detracting from one to raise another, you know, that's mm. not how it is. This is a significantly better mix. Yeah. And I think, I think people are going to be really pleased with it. And I know you will, cause you'll have it at reference level, but you're now going to hear it. It's like a new, well, it is a new mix, but it's like a new modern mix mm. that you would expect. If someone said, right, we've just got a sub movie coming out. Um, and we made, we shot it last year and here it is. This is the kind of audio you'd expect to hear. It is that good. I was so pleased with this. Um, I, I mean, good old Jordan giving me the, uh, giving me a little bit of encouragement as well. Um, cause Jordan obviously is over in the UK as well. He's got the disc too. Um, so he says it was a fantastic experience on a 4K disc, especially with the sound. Absolutely worth the purchase. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I see what you think of it, Deej, but yeah. I think you're going to be very, very happy with this. And when you first turn it on, I think you'll be like, mm, is it that different? But from the party onwards, and especially from the shipyard onwards, yeah. I think you're going to be like, wow. Well, I, <laughs> I, I mean, the, the shipyard now sounds really mm. good. You know, yeah, I, th- exactly. I mean, it is, it, it was a demo worthy disc before. Uh, and now, yes. I mean, even yes. the picture before I thought was really good when mm. I watched it before. It's like there was some depth there. It's like, I think mm. I might have said in my review that this could be enhanced with 4K HDR, but it, I didn't mm. think it was absolutely necessary. But judging by what you're saying, it's they just went above and beyond. So that, yeah. that's great. Yeah. You, I mean, the, the, someone has spent a fair bit of time on this. You know, this isn't a just upscale it and and just chuck on the same audio mix you know we know it's a, a remaster of both because yeah. it says it on that 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 uh, that title card um but it's really really good um I, and i think you're going to be very pleasantly surprised when you hear it the video i think you'll be like yeah looks good looks better i can see the difference but it's the audio that i think you're going to just be like wowzers you know that yeah. is amazing um, as I say, I do love the restoration. Yeah. And it <laughs> says right here, card. picture yeah. and sound yeah. rest- uh, restoration were then <laughs> completed by, well, you can't, you can't blame them. They're Italian. They just misspelled it. So, yeah. So, but yeah. Um, <laughs> don't upset John. Don't upset. Don't say anything bad about Italians. Yeah. Be round no, I dish. can see it's a, it's not their, their native language. That's what I'm saying. I'm not <laughs> saying it's all Italians do that. I'm saying anytime you're outside yeah. your native language, I, I'm, I'm going to allow it. You're going to wake up with a submarine head in your bed. Jeez. Don't upset them. You know, I mean, it'll be a whole different thing about sleeping with the fishes. Go, yeah. (laughs) Go through my show notes. I can't get anything right. Jeez. I think I still stuff. But I I have offers in the show notes still for Diet Cokes for people, and people have hit me up for it now that we're getting a little (laughs) bit larger. (laughs) It's like, whoops. I'm like, what is this email about? But yeah, so overall, this is great, and I was I was nervous about the, the, reviewing this one, but I'm I'm confident now with Jordan's review, the review I read. It's not just me; it really is good. Um, and so, yeah, anyone that can get it, get it. I think you'll be very pleased. Nice. All right. Um, 
Let's get on to the next one. Our first, which I didn't even, today's been such a busy day. We didn't even get to talk about Carl Ellsworth being on today. Mm. I didn't even yes, put listen to it again about it. Oh my God. You listen to it again too. Yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's get to this one. Uh, Carl Ellsworth that I watched after talking with him. Uh, Red Eye. So mm. this came out in what? 2004. Is that right? Um, let me check. It I'm not like sure. That? So 4K, uh, UHD, um, it, uh, DTS Master Audio 5.1, upmixed to Neural X. Um, and this it really, really, this, I watched this a couple of weeks ago, but it is a, I, I was very surprised at how much I really enjoyed this movie. It's like people have been telling me, DJ, you're going to like this. You're going to like this. You're going to like this. And I'm like, but I, it's, um, was it Killian Murphy? He's mm-hmm. awesome. Awesome. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, and I'm so young. <laughs> it was so long. What year yes. was it? Did you look? 2005. Oh, you were five. close. Okay. That was close. Yeah. Um, the opening scene, uh, score all around you, uh, Full, no, really nice full room base, letting you know like this is going to be a fun movie. Uh, thunder. There is a lot of thunder in this movie. Thunder and lightning. Uh, two thirty in it. Yeah. Two thirty thunder overhead. I had to put that in there because that's what he used to. He's like, he loves to do that. So I'm like, I, I wanted to go through and note all the time. I'm like, oh, we'll be there all night. <laughs> um 14 minutes uh the lines of resolution this one was really good this was in the airport it was i'm i'm almost positive this was a regular this was it was a stretch screen but it was like a a widescreen television in the airport and they put in those lines of resolution to show lines of resolution problem is those tvs don't have lines of resolution you know, like you look at our TVs today, they're like, they're not 4K even back then, but that was an, I, I'm pretty sure that was an HD TV because it was hanging on the wall. I don't think that was a CRT, large CRT TV <laughs> hanging on the wall at the, in the airport. Maybe it was, but I, I do love that in the movies when you see older televisions, the lines of resolution and they, they put that in. Sometimes you'll even see how it like it flickers back and forth and stuff, but getting, getting to see those lines of resolution in the movies. Um, I, 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 I just feel like the special effects department or when they're shooting this, they're like, eh, let's show everybody where we came from, you know? And that's why I always make note of that. Uh, 21 minutes, uh, rough takeoff. I called it. It's, it's about a plane. People get it, you know, spoilers, but I, I think you'll understand. Uh, nice base, but, um, listen to the, um, detailed racket going on all around you. Like the, it, it's the, what is it like turbulence or something they're going through when they first yeah. take off and, and it's mm-hmm. like, just listen to like the higher pitch noises. Cause yes, the base is great. We all love that stuff, but, you can hear like the overheads are going everything because I'm up mixing this, but everything was the the whole room was enveloped. It sounded like my room was, you know, in a plane and we're like, tick, 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 tick. it sounded really, you, you're looking around, should have brought my dog down. He would have enjoyed it. But, um, but yeah, red eye, uh, 2005. Uh, did you get a chance to watch this one since we talked to him? 
Uh, not since, but I'd only seen it just before. It was oh, watching right. this movie as we talked about in the in the podcast on the Takeover Tuesday. Mm. It was watching this movie that, that and then reviewing it that we that Carl and I first made contact. He he, um, I mm. tweeted out about it. He replied to it and said, "Oh, thanks very much." Like, oh, the writer said it. You know, it's on my tweet, um, and that's how that's how it all began because of this film. Yeah. Now, what I didn't ask him, Deej, and I meant to, is he's in Red Eye. He's got a cameo yes, in Red Eye. He's in the airport. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, that's the thing, and I, I, yeah. I keep, I keep meaning to ask him where he was and what, you know, where yeah. that's in the timestamp it was. So um, I need to watch it again and see if I can spot him. I'm, I'm, um, I, but, if I'm correct, if if I remember right, I think he's in the airport. They do that a lot with people like that. They do hmm. it in comics where they'll put him in a busy, like a train station. Like what's her name was in uh, Venom, I think, or what was the movie? Oh, she's a comic writer. And she did, she was the same thing. And she's a character. She's just somebody coming off of a train coming at you. And he was, I think, I think that's what he was. Maybe he was an airline. Maybe he was on the plane. He might have been somebody in the back. I can't remember. I know I, I, I picked him out. I can't remember. Might be. Yeah. I I meant to ask him where he was. I knew he was in it, but I, I hadn't done it. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's a great film. It's a Wes Craven film. And, and, Mm. and as he says in the takeover Tuesday, he, on this one, I think he was on set the entire time. Whereas with with Unhinged, which we'll talk about in a minute, he was only there for pre-production. Whereas with with Red Eye and with um, Disturbia and Last House on the left, he was there all day, every day. Um, and so I think they must have just got Carl, oh, get yourself in there. Yeah, let's 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 do a thing. Um, and he's very complimentary. I can't remember if it was in the podcast or before or after. Um, <laughs> just for those that are interested, very complimentary about Killian Murphy. He said he was a really nice yes. guy. Um, so that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. And I had watched this a long time ago. Like when we first said we were mm. going to get him on, I had watched it just so I'd be able to talk to him about that one. I'd seen Red Dawn. I'd seen Disturbia. Um, I'd seen and, and Unhinged. And then I went back mm. and watched and I watched Red Eye a while ago so that when we did have him on, I could say I didn't even know if we were going to be able to talk about anything with him. But at least I had some background on something. And, um, but yeah, it is, it, I remember when I first saw it, I was like, oh, wow, this is, it is mm. really good. But, um, but I didn't want to bring it to the show because I wanted to wait until I get them on. So I'm like, oh, what do we do here? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. How about you, John? Have you seen it? I've seen it been quite some mm. time, but I have mm. seen it. I don't own it in 4k. I don't even think I own the Blu-ray. Um, yeah, probably John streamed yet. it. Yeah. <laughs> yet. Yet. <sighs> You're right. So yet. But yeah, but, uh, yeah, no, it, it, it is. It, it's a proper thrill ride. You know, it's it, it's a thriller. It doesn't really let up from minute one to yeah. the very end. Um, and again, there's some quite fun alternate behind the scenes stuff on the on the Takeover Tuesday with Carl yeah. talking about kind of how it all came about. Yeah. Um, but yes, with any Carl Ellsworth film, always look out for the for the storm. He loves storms. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit about that when we get to. Uh, um unhinged in a little bit so let's see what do we got next oh here we go oh yeah uh yeah, next up to this john warm up the windpipes oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so this is troy um this was the director's cut which mm. until three days ago i didn't even know existed i mm. didn't know there was a director's cut for this i've never seen it oh wow um Fun fact, mm. I've owned this Blu-ray for about 10 years. Yeah, so. isn't it like three and a half <laughs> yeah. hours long or something? Yeah, it's like three yeah. hours long. So yeah. I've owned the director's cut for many years. <laughs> I've never watched it. Um, it popped up on Twitter. Somebody was mentioning like the essential director's cuts and 
this was one of them and it sent me uh looking for it um so um this was like i said this is blu-ray 1080p um i think it was dolby digital 5.1 audio Mm. um so uh, you know if you've seen the most most of us i'm sure have seen this movie um but um the director's cut adds about 30 minutes to it um even though i hadn't seen this in a long time i was able to pick out almost every scene that was was added um to this um i don't think any of them were essential to the plot however um as far as the director's cut goes it, it just adds it just added some some story. context yeah. some story to it um so as far as the presentation goes i thought this looked phenomenal like mm. i it would be hard to imagine a 4k looking a whole lot better than this looks um there was multiple scenes where i i had to pause for different different reasons take the dog out what have you and the images that were up on the screen were were so good that i'm not one that takes pictures and puts them out on twitter but i was like man i should take some pictures of these uh and put them out because they look great um the audio was serviceable like it didn't do anything uh you know phenomenal as far as i'm concerned um you know it, it uh an object based mix for this would probably be a welcome addition um mm. and would be the reason to buy the, the problem with buying a 4k of this is they are traditionally not the director's cuts and so mm. i have a feeling if we get a 4k release of this we're going to get the theatrical cut theatrical cut only and not the director's cut which would be a shame um but um but i think uh an updated mix on this would be uh well worth well worth picking it up uh but video wise like i said i think this looked beautiful um you know there's some scenes on the beach or you know with the water is just so blue um you know the beginning scene well towards the beginning where um you know they storm the beach and they take uh uh, over mm. the temple of Apollo and they're kind of looking out over the ocean. It looks phenomenal. Like it is so good that, um, like I said, I can't imagine it looking much better. Um, but you know, I don't know what else to say about it. You know, the movie's the movie. If you've seen it, you know, if you haven't, you should, cause it's great. It's a really good movie. Um, I, like I said, I think the director's cut adds, adds some story, but it didn't do anything. Um, to change the narrative uh, too much as far as I'm concerned, like some do, you know, some are almost completely different movies. Um, this one, I didn't feel that way. Um, but did it make you want to uh, get back to the gym to get back to your Brad Pitt body you had back it, in the day? It did. Yeah, it did. Um, you know, once upon a time, I looked a lot better than I do now, <laughs> Oh, but, uh, but yeah. Um, hey, you still have that six pack buddy. Yeah, it's just it's just covered by three more six packs. Um, <laughs> but, um, um, I, I keep uh, I keep meaning to revisit this. I've seen it loads of times, yeah, but yeah. not for a long time. Yeah. And I was just looking on on my my movies app to see what what the uh, the audio uh, codec is on the UK disc, and it doesn't say it on there. Unfortunately, I've got the disc. Okay. I, I I will have to revisit it. But there's some, such good dialogue in this. I think my favorite one is the uh, is it the Brad Pitt saying you won't have eyes or a tongue tonight you'll yes. wander the underworld and all the dead will know here is hector the fool who thought he'd kill achilles yeah oh, and that's pretty much dead on and that's a great so line cool. yeah, yeah. It's a great oh, line. goodness me yeah 
great stuff. Yeah, yeah so there's I, some, I there's do some great stuff this. in this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, but that's the thing, though. It's like, like you said. I mean, poor John didn't know there was a three-hour director's cut. But it's like that's what makes <laughs> no, it so yeah. daunting to go back to. We have so much oh, great yeah. stuff, and you're it's like long. Ugh. And and yeah. I get it. It's like to do a 4K restoration, they're probably just going to come out with the standard version because it's cheaper. You know, you don't have to restore the whole mm. thing or whatever. But like, as you said, John, it's like it only adds a, it adds a little bit of story to it. So you're still getting a, if, even if they did come out with it, I definitely pick it up. get it. Yeah, and I'll it, definitely pick up a 4K mm. disc because yeah. I don't think it suffers by not being the director's cut. I right. mean, honestly, you had some extra scenes with – um Helen and uh, mm. Paris in the beginning, and you know, yeah, actually, the opening scene with the, where was with Helen the from? I forget. What was where is she from? Mm. Sparta. <laughs> 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 um, but you know, there's some there's the opening scene with the dog on the beach, which was new, but like it, it was all cool stuff, but none of it changed the story any. So, um, I would definitely pick up a 4K disc, yeah. even if it was just the theatrical mm. cut. I'm a, I'm a little um, bit surprised we haven't had it already because this was kind of one of Warner's um, go-to new format discs. I mean, right. when when you watch the old Blu-rays, the Blu-ray trailers actually has Troy in it. They show the DVD and then they show the Blu-ray and, the, you know, it moves between the two. Um, and, you know, they've done Blade, they've done, you know, um, 300 and they've done all these sorts of movies, which also were their go-to new format movies. So I'm surprised this hasn't already come out. And you would think also with their, somewhere? like their 100-year celebration that they have going on this mm. year, that this would have been, Ooh. you know, high on their list. But let, I, I haven't seen it. Wow. Well, yeah. Well, let me look. I am... D-B. Yeah, there's not been a, there's not been a whisper of this. Good. I wish it had been. No, yeah, it will well, be good. It, but you know what? Let me look. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, hold music. Your call is important to yeah. us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> please press one. Please Isn't uh, it, Press one. Please press. Yeah, but then nobody speaks if you do it the way yeah. Joe did it, and that's not really good for an audio <laughs> podcast that'll be coming out later. Because um, people are like, oh, they went off and they just shut us off. Uh, let's see. While you're looking for that, so uh, we've yeah, got. Go so Jordan Sudden says in the chat, so the director's cut of Troy is easily the superior cut. Agreed. Same goes with other films like Kingdom of Heaven and The Martian. Yeah, I mean, Kingdom of Heaven is not viewable oh. in the theatrical format. I mean, I I don't know why anybody would watch the theatrical cut of Kingdom of Heaven. Um, that is the, the, that is the only cut is the director's cut. Well, and again, that was, I, the, that was the other one that was mentioned in this tweet, which I also mm. don't think I've seen and I don't own. So oh, um, I, I was yeah. looking at, at that. Uh, picking when you say up. don't, when you say you haven't seen it, John, do you mean not seen the film at all? I've seen the movie, seen the, yeah, yeah, but I don't oh, okay. think I've seen okay. the director's cut, Kingdom of um, Heaven, or The Martian. Yeah. No, I've seen The Martian, director's um, cut. I whatever's on that the is in 4K. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that yeah, is in 4K. Have, that yeah, one, yeah, um, yeah. the Kingdom of Heaven essentially has an ending which right. the, the theatrical yeah. version doesn't have. Yeah, I've seen it. In the, I think I went to the theater to see it. <laughs> yeah. but, so that's yeah. all I've seen. That's a yeah, tough one to put on the box, too. Now, yeah. with an ending. What? Yeah. Well, <laughs> at least because the bad guy just disappears in the theatrical right. version. Well, that's the thing. I don't remember loving it, so that's why I've never owned it. Uh, <laughs> oh, you, oh, John. So, I mean, uh, right. Yeah, Open I your Amazon to, app, John. Yeah. <laughs> Click buy. Yeah. yeah, it's, the, it's the only like seven really bucks nice. on, yeah, it's good. Uh, on Amazon. I looked at it mm. the other day, but yeah, it's, it's well worth picking up, John, or I think it's on Disney Plus with the director's cut. 
I think so. I'll, I'll look. You don't have yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. I, I think it is. So, okay. but it, 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 it's, I the mean, it's seven bucks. Like, it's fantastic. worth the, you know, it's get worth it, get it, get it, you, You'll be really pleased you did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so looking up Troy from 2004, May mm-hmm. 14th, 2004. So if we don't get it for the hundredth, maybe we get it for the 30th next May. You know, kind of, that's where it, I'm thinking 20th. like 20th, 20th, 20th yeah. sorry, 20th anniversary. I was like 30th. Wait 30, well, the reason I had 30th in my head is because that's what Tombstone, I think, is doing. And right. we have no word on that, but it's 30th anniversary during Disney's 100th year. That could potentially that in that. And when is that anniversary? December 25th. So we're Uh like, that's why we're looking at, like when I talked about Tombstone and I happened to scroll by the details, I was like, oh my God, the stars are aligning for this Christmas. I'm like, why wouldn't they, you know, maybe do that? But we haven't heard anything about it. Doesn't Mm -hmm. mean it's not happening. Maybe the same with Troy will happen. Who knows? With Mm -hmm. next May, May 14th is when it was released. Um, So here in the States. I'm going to have to revisit this. In the United Kingdom. Yeah, I'm going to have to give it a go this week. I think uh, give it another watch. It is such a good film. I, I think it's great. Yeah. Brad Pitt's fantastic in this. Yeah. Um, particularly love the shot as he's running up the beach and he's got his shield and he fires the shield onto his back and then the arrow hits the, the shield. Yeah. And just as he sort of does it all in one, it's such a uh, cool shot. Yeah. Huh. It, yeah. Wolfgang Peterson directed this, wasn't it? Is that Wolfgang Peterson? I'm pretty sure it is. That I don't know. Yep. Wolfgang yeah, I think Peterson. Really, really good. Yes. Oops. So good. Oh, I don't know. That's... <laughs> That's my stupid computer. Sorry, boys. <laughs> All right, here we go. This probably would have been the show title if we didn't have already the show title, which I think is still deserving even during Halloween, uh, during October. But uh, here we go. Let's get to... Uh, both of us watch this one. Sleepy Hollow. I've been waiting all year for this. Great googly moogly guys. Uh, I know I usually let Steve go first, but come on, because it is stunning. Mm -hmm. Stunning. Mm -hmm. You could watch the Blu-ray, get in a plane. No, watch the Blu-ray. You know, sometimes I'll be like, if I got, I watched it and went to your house, or if it's more than 50 seconds, you're really not going to see a difference. So watch the Blu-ray, get on the computer, book your flight, fly, drive to the airport, go to Steve George's, watch it, and you'll be like, oh my God, it was worth the trip. It is that good, that much different. Um, Steve mentioned it, I think in the text, right? We were talking earlier mm. and I was, I was actually, I, I was touched, Steve. You remembered. Um, I did mm. this three years ago in 2021. Mm. I had to look up when I talked about this one. Listeners asked me, I put it out to the listeners. I did a vote. I've forgotten about that. I'm just, re- I'm literally just remembering it now, but you mentioned it <laughs> that I didn't like it. And yeah, th- you nearly didn't put the po- podcast out. You nearly didn't do that episode, did you? Even no. though you'd watched it, you were yeah. so disappointed. You were that close to not even. But I told the that. listeners I, we did a we did a contest, and they picked Sleepy Hollow, and I mm. had to go through with it. This is the movie, everybody. This is the movie on why I say now. Don't let people tell you how to do your show, <laughs> right? And no offense, I did it. I put the contest out. But what happens when it fails? 
in the, and you're not enthusiastic about it. How do you make a podcast? Go back and listen. It's on the website. It's on the Nerd Legion. And it's like, I'll put a link into the show notes. You can click on it and the MP3 is right there. Um, it was this, it was still good. I, I remember watching this now and saying, Oh, I remember this scene and I remember thinking about the scene and I'm like, but oh my God, how much better this is. This is where this is. It's a perfect movie too. This is why I said it could have been the show title, but this is a perfect movie to go along with that whole calibration talk because this was Mm. artistically shot. And that's what was disappointing about the Blu-ray is it really didn't come across, across as well. I mean, you look at the the interior shots where it's this is 1799 and everything's lit literally with a warm candle and you have the warm glow of the candles and on them and everything and then you go outside and you have the cool glow of the moonlight right and but it's even better than that there are scenes in this where you're looking in a window and you see the the warm glow inside the window, but the reflection of the moonlight at the top of the window is the cool. And you're like, Holy crap. How good is this? And it was, it was awesome. Absolutely amazing. Just so clean, cleanly restored. Look, it just, their faces, their, that powdered face that like, they all have that powdered face. And then, you know, you know, spoilers at the end, things have been resolved and there's more of a, a warm glow on their faces now. And it has nothing to do with the lighting effects and stuff, except that they end up at New York city in the snow, which absolutely looks amazing as well. Um, so much improvement to this, so much sound. I thought, I thought the sound was a little lacking in the bass. I didn't think it was really gonna, it's not one that you're going to be like, Oh my God, you can still feel the hooves. Of the yeah, of the, the horses, of the, the horses yeah. and you 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 can feel all that. But there were a couple of moments where I was like, "Oh, I, that could have been a little deeper." But I was still. My wife watched this with me as well, and she was like, "This is it's just gorgeous. It just they're mm-hmm. you know Johnny Depp, Christina Ricci, they just everybody in it. Um, uh, you know Palpatine's in it. You know, and I think I Ian did McDermott. mention, yeah, yeah, yeah Ian McDermott, he's in it. Um. Who, uh, Christopher Walken. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Great job on those teeth for 2000. No, what's this is 1999. Yes. Yeah, sorry. 99. Uh, great job on him. Um, great special effects. I made comments in the Blu-ray about green screen stuff. And I, I, I happened to look at my show notes mm-hmm. and I was like, I think I was picking, I didn't go back and listen. And I was like, Oh man, I didn't see any issues watching the Blu-ray, watching the 4K. Mm-hmm. So. Steve, I will allow um, well, you I, to retort. To retort, <laughs> you hate yes. it. Well, I, I, I agree. No, no, no. Well, I, I. The reason I remember your your episode with Sleepy Hollow so vividly is because I had watched the Blu-ray a couple of weeks before and was absolutely appalled at how bad it looked. Mm. And I love this movie. I, I saw this film in in Boston in 1999 when it came out. And I, in the cinema in Braintree, you know, just at the mall there, and I saw it there and I loved it. And so when I got the Blu-ray, I'd had it a while before I sat down to watch. I think it was Halloween. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to watch. I can't wait. I'm going to see this again. I'd seen it lots of times, but not the Blu-ray. Put it on, 
and just was like, this is awful. It looks bad. There's, there's, there's movement in the image. There's, there's edge enhancement. There's, there's grain that's all over the place. Oh. The, the audio was, was rubbish. And I remember being absolutely like downtrodden at how bad it looked. And so then when a couple of weeks later you did the podcast, it was before we, we, and chatted yeah and so a couple of weeks later when you then did the podcast i'm like oh now this will be interesting and then you were you were the same and, and so everything that you were kind of conveying in that podcast and how disappointed you were yeah. was was exactly how i had felt and so i felt your pain <laughs> and so when they then announced this it's tough I when it's thinking, called the bright oh, side please. though that's what was yeah, well, that, well yes but you can hear it when but you when you listen to it but you could hear the kind of oh my god this was dreadful um <laughs> in your voice and so I, 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 again, I had some trepidation with this, um, but I thought, well, I'm buying it, whatever happens, because I love the movie. So put the film on, and from the opening frames, it's like, here yeah. we are. And then, and immediately I'm thinking, I was transported back to the cinema experience, which I loved, but, and then some, you know, that cinema plus. Yeah. Um, because, oh my goodness me, the opening on it with the, um, you know, again, you've got thunder and, and lightning all around as you've got the, the, the carriage going through the cornfields and you've got the, you know, the, um, uh, the, 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 the pumpkin and the, the scarecrow and all this stuff. And straight away, I was like, oh, this is great. And you can hear it all in the speakers. It's moving around the room. It up makes beautifully. Um, so immediately I'm thought, right, great. Then it cuts to London. I always think it's London. It's not, it's New York. New York, yeah. And it, cause they're all talking with English accents. Um, so it then yeah. cuts to, to New York and you can see all the details on the, on, um, all the roof tiles on the roofs. On the, the black levels are beautiful. It's not gray like it was in the Blu-ray. You've got all this dark textured shadow and black levels, which look fantastic. And it looks almost three-dimensional. Um, and it just goes on and on and on. And when he, and I put some pictures up on Twitter because I was blown away. The, the opening shot of Sleepy Hollow itself as he, as he gets off the, the, the carriage and the carriage wipes across the screen and he stood there and you can now see, and I'd never seen this before, the, 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 it says Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. There is an actual sign that says Sleepy Hollow, which you can read, which you couldn't read before. Um, and then you can see all the detail on the ground, all the detail on everything. Oh, it's amazing. And, and then when you get, because it's very black and white, for most of it, because the colour's been deliberately drained, and then you get the red and the blood, which is this deep red colour, which which has got something that's never been seen before. Um, ah, it was awesome. And then yeah. you know, and whenever the headless horseman is on screen, and the, those again, the horses gallop around the room, and and I I, I think you're right, DJ. It's not it's not so deep that, that the room's rattling. No, but but it's strong base, and you wouldn't want to upset that horse. Because it feels it feels threatening as yeah. it comes, you know, and it does go front to back a number mm -hmm. of times, and you and you feel that you know this is a beast not to be messed with. Um, ah, it was so good. I love the 4K presentation of this oh. audio video, fantastic. You could not get in, with current technology anyway mm. a better audio and video presentation of this particular movie. Right. It is fantastic. And it's the right time of year to, to see it. And I've been waiting as well. It, it's only been out here about three weeks, but I've been waiting. I was like, I'm not touching this till October. I sent you the and picture of the screen my, grab. I've had it yeah. since January. I bought oh, it right well, away. I, I just, and I'm yeah, like, I'll I mean, wait. I, and... Torture. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this was my deliberate choice of my first Halloween movie this year. Mm. I thought, it's it's got to be Sleepy Hollow. I, I can't. Yeah. It, it has to be. Um, to, oh, it's, it's fantastic. And no one sensibly can have a problem with with how it looks and sounds, no. I don't think. I, um, I thought it was funny on Twitter, and it was, uh, was it Justin said, he goes, this movie has never looked better. And I'm like, mm. I almost wanted to, I'm like, I didn't want to put it in, in, in a text form, like typed out form because mm-hmm. I'd probably get blocked again. But I'm like, that's kind of doing a disservice because the Blu-ray was so awful. <laughs> anything I think was going to mm. be an improvement. Yes. And, and sometimes yes. Yeah, we say fair. that because it's not as great as like Casablanca, but we say it's never going to look better. It's never looked better than this. This mm. one here, it really, that's, that's an understatement mm. in a way, right? Um, mm. I have a couple of scenes at 20 minute mark and at about 29 minute mark. They're two long shots of the town. Okay. And mm. when you're seeing these scenes, you're going to want to look at the town, right? And you're going to look around. And like you said, I think that might have been the scenes where you're seeing the detail in the roofs and mm. stuff and the, and the shingles and everything that they're, yeah. that's going oh. on and the movement on the streets. Cause it's a long shot. Look at the top of your screen. The long shot of the town is everything's grayed out. And it's almost like there are m- moments in this movie where it's a very, you know, desaturated, very black and whitish because mm. of just that's the vibe they're trying to give you. Right. Mm. Look up at the top of your screen and look at the deep blue of the sky with the clouds mm. and the moonlight hitting those clouds. And there's actually color there. Then look back down and you see that grayed out. It looks amazing it's like when it Mm. happened the second time my wife didn't see it the first time i'm like that sky looks amazing and she goes what oh and the the shot had gone away it happened again she goes oh yeah there it is it looks so good it's just Mm. uh, so uh, so good so it's a this is a a fan for this film a reference disc yeah for this film for this um it's great john is it one for you john sort of have you seen it what do you think of? i just bought it Oh, good man. I mean, I've seen it many times, but yeah, I just bought it. Uh, You'll 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 be be blown away. Yeah. Yak about it. You'll be blown away by this, John. It's such a good film. Pierre is a bitch, isn't it, John? (laughs) I I would put this film um, in the same category as the original Halloween for Halloween movies, movies you can only see at at Halloween. Halloween. You can't watch it any other time of the year. I think this movie is one of those. Um, and I, I, I absolutely love it. And I, and with Burton, some, some of his movies I've not been too hot on and I could kind of take or leave. But for me personally, and I know, you know, up against Batman and Batman Returns and, you know, movies like that. I think this is my favorite Tim Burton movie because it just, it's got everything. It's, it's got, got horror. Gore, it's got humor. It's, it's got gore. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's just such a good, I mean, thing. legit Johnny beheadings. Height. I mean, they just, I oh, mean, yeah. they don't yeah. cut away. It's, I mean, it Not is. Quite. Yeah. And in the 4K, that blood, that red, like you mentioned, Steve, is just deep. It's, it's almost too deep. It's not like blood doesn't look like that, but it looks so good on the screen. It's so thick. And yeah. Well, it's heightened, isn't it? Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's just viscous. And yeah. Bleh. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Ugh. Um, and I, and I mean, I've got one of the swords from the film, um, which is quite <laughs> cool as well. Um, so yeah, one of the headless horseman swords I've got in the cinema room. Nice. Um, and that awesome. thing weighs an absolute ton. <laughs> now, of course, it was um, it was Ray Park 
was the headless horseman for all the fight sequences. Oh, okay. So when you watch, so when you watch the, um, who obviously was Darth Maul, yeah. when you watch the, the fight with, with Casper Vandy and, um, uh, Johnny Depp and the headless horseman, when you watch it, knowing it's Ray Park, he moves like Darth Maul. Darth Maul, yeah. And so when you see him, sort of, he does blocks behind his well, back that's... and he does lots of very similar moves. And when you know it's him, and he also does a little, little flourish with his sword. Mm-hmm. And when he does that, that's, that's what Darth Maul does. Yeah, and it's, so that you, what's funny so when you is know this it, came out the again. same year. Yeah, Phantom yeah, Menace yeah, yeah. came yeah. out the same yeah. year, oh, yeah. and it's like, and you also have, like I said, Palpatines, and so you have. I mean, there's a crossover there. That's that's interesting. Mm. I forgot about that, and I had heard that too. Um, yeah. It's been out a while, so um, yeah, yeah. It's such a good movie. Yeah. All right, uh, John. Are we missing any of yours? Are you? I added one at the end, but we can skip it because I added it only because I wasn't sure if we had enough to fill the show. <laughs> you weren't? <laughs> you know me, don't you? Uh, I know. I should <laughs> Enough to I, fill I, the yeah. show. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Okay. All right. I, did, I wasn't sure if I missed one or I just want to make sure. I, I added one it. right before we started, but right. you probably didn't even see it, but that's oh, fine. Yeah, we, yeah, we don't need to do it. Okay. Um, but yeah, so here, here we go. This is the show title. Um, this one here is, I mean, I think this is what we talked about the most with Carl, isn't it, Steve? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Listening back, we did. Unhinged, <laughs> we're going with here. Yes. Unhinged, yep. mm-hmm. uh, 4K HDR, Dolby Atmos. Uh, it's his only title that is Dolby Atmos, uh, enabled, mm. um, which we mentioned. Uh, and it is, I mean, it's, it's just a great movie. It's it's mm. little talked about. Um, it's a crossover between you know like what 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 did we say? It was um, he said it was uh, it was jewel and falling down, didn't he? Falling down. That's <laughs> falling down is what I had. But then when I had seen them, I figured by the trailer and everything about it, I had falling down. And that's right. I said, mm. and like there's an opening scene to this that I was like, and I said it to him. I go, it's it's uh, duel. He's like, yep. Mm. <laughs> then when I went back and watched Duel after the fact, after we talked, or had, I think, yeah, it was after. No, I and think I was you'd like, seen it just before. No, you'd seen it just before because you mentioned it in the in the podcast. That I've just watched Duel, and he's like, oh right, because you talk about the truck, yeah, and then yeah, the bull bars I, on the truck. I, I, yeah. Well, I'd seen Duel. I don't know because when I watched Duel, the truck doesn't have the bull bars. But I, in my head, because it looked so good and unhinged, I was like, oh, that's got to be just like the truck because I'd seen Duel before. So I I can't remember because I do remember watching Duel and going, there's no bull bars. It's just a mean looking truck. Right. But, um, but yeah, this, this one here and, and I, I asked him on the show, but I'm like, I thought that opening scene and that's why I was excited to have him on the show and. And be able to ask a writer that question that I asked of like, do you think of this stuff when you're writing? And I mean, I, I loved his answer. It wasn't what I was expecting, but this, the opening scene, he sit, you know, it, no spoilers or anything, but it's, it's raining. It's thundering. It's, it's awful day. Go for the first shot of the movie. Right. Yeah. yeah. Red eyes flying overhead. <laughs> it's like, it's just, <laughs> but the wipers. On the mm-hmm. windshield, going just back and forth, the character sitting in his truck, waiting in the rain, and the wiper is going doom, 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 back and forth. Mm. The bass in that scene, there's no wipers sound like that at all. <laughs> 
Right, Steve? It, it, that's not mm. what wipers are not aware to, of. No. <laughs> and if they do, you get them checked. Like, what's yeah. wrong with my truck? Because that's not a normal noise. But it sets the scene. It sets that mm. repetitive tension, that sort of ominous, e- ominous kind of, irritating, yeah. dum, 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 dum. But it's part of the scene. It's not just, it's not in the score. It's not there. It's the damn wipers. And the, the base in that was, it, it was just awesome. And I, I thought like the entire movie is kind of like that. There's a lot of great nuances throughout this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I had it 1930. I said dual reference, uh, the rumble of that truck of the, and I said the brush bar grill and it, but again, we, we went over it, but it was just, you had that same feel, the way they shot the truck, the way they did all this. And it's funny because like you said, um, well, like Carl said, he wasn't on set a lot. He wasn't there, no. you know, but he did say he, I thought was interesting. Go back. If you haven't listened to the podcast, um, I highly recommend it because, um, but I will tell you what he said was, is I, and I thought it was interesting, especially hadn't or having already seen the movie. I didn't even think of this perspective. I was, I beforehand, and I didn't say this in the show, I was a little hesitant to say it's like Duel because I didn't want to tell a writer that you're like ripping off Duel. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to say <laughs> yeah. that and be like, this is just like Duel. Dude. Well, he said it's diehard. So he was saying he's, yeah, you know, he, but he I know where I know influences. Yeah, but as an artist, I know people get inspirations from different places and different. Mm. And I loved his explanation on what he was trying to do when he wrote this. And it was because this one's 100% him, right? He didn't collaborate. Yes. He wrote this. And yeah, yeah that's right. Because he was telling us how he had to get it made like he was trying to get it made and stuff shop it around shopping yeah, yeah, it around yeah. Was, and um, everything yeah mm-hmm. but yeah he was on his he he was telling me he he, he mentioned it briefly in the in the show and, and he did mention it because we had about a 45 minute facetime chat before the show and and he and he and he's not you know ashamed to admit it because he says it in the show so it's not not telling tales out of school you know he was he was you know, struggling. He was right. There. If if this did, mm. literally almost on the day this sold, had it not sold, he was going to go back because he teaches as well. He teaches mm. screenwriting. He was going to be doing that, and that was going to be the end of the screenwriting um, professional gig. You know, he would. He, yeah. This was this was everything, and it happened at just the right time. Um, so yeah, but so he'd written it, but they were saying it was too violent, so it had been yeah. shopped around, and people said it wasn't. It was just too violent. We're not going to pick it up, and then it got bought, and you know the rest is history. Um, so yeah, no, I mean it, it. It it's a great film, and and I mean in terms of my experience with the home theater side of it, I it's available in Germany on a four K. Dolby Atmos disc, not to be confused, by the way, guys, with the Italian release. It's a, it's available in Italy in 4K, but it's not Atmos. It's 7.1 DTS HD. So if you're minded to get the 4K, get the German release. I got the Italian one first, had it shipped from Amazon, realized it wasn't the 4K one. Uh, told them and said, look, I don't want this one. I want the German release. And they just said, oh, we'll refund it. Just keep the Italian one. So I've got that. Never opened it. It's just sat, you know, up in the, up in the attic. Um, and then I got the German release and that is in 4K with Atmos. And it's a great disc. Um, as, as good as the Kaleidoscape one is, it, it's like that. Sounds great. Looks great. Um, and well worth picking up. Um, but yeah, so for those watching this, you know, the, the, Carl also gave us some fun behind the scenes stuff, including his first meeting with Russell Crowe, which, yeah. uh, which is not safe for work. 
Um, we allowed but, it in um, that but, episode, but we'll, we'll, we'll avoid it here. Yeah, we won't say what it but was. it's yeah, great yeah, quote. No. You got to allow yeah, it. It's Russell Crowe. Come on. Yeah. If you're going to, if you're going to meet Russell Crowe for the first time, this is what you'd want him to say to you, I think. Oh, yeah. Especially as a well, writer as, of this film. As long as he's <laughs> saying it to you and complimentary and not yes. at you. <laughs> yeah. Well, quite. Yeah. Well, he's an Aussie. I think he's allowed to say it either way. Uh, but it, but yes, it was very funny. And also some interesting stuff about how the one particularly brutal scene was conceived and Russell taking it even further. Yeah. Um, than what he'd originally had planned. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it's, a, it's a great, Great film, really well done movie. I could have talked to Carl about that film all day because yeah. I've got so many different ideas as to where he got some of the things from. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I can't we'll wait have to have him, him back. back on. We'll, we'll, we'll get him yeah. back. Oh, and, I mean, great. that's what's funny too is like, I mean, he had as many questions, more questions for us and actually mm. talking yeah, home theater. I mean, it was a true takeover. And I mean, mm. which is great, you know, and he has – you know, he has his goals for his theater and stuff and he, he loves home theater and he, and it's funny because he does say like he loves to have thunderstorms and stuff in his, in his movies. So it's like you could see there is a little bit there. It's like he's talking about it, you know, thinking about it ahead of time. But yeah, I highly recommend checking out that. It was so <laughs> fascinating to me to actually mm. talk to somebody that, that is, actually watch their work be put up there like that and now with this mm. one especially being in atmos um and being able to see it and hear it and stuff so um and one what, hour, those, what those are god go sorry did you go on, make no, sure. i was just gonna say one hour 18 minutes 50 seconds helicopter overhead uh ended up at the right side overhead rear i mean it's there's a lot i just had that other time stamp there but yeah it's it's not out in 4k yet though not even here. Not not in the US, but yeah. as I said, get the German release. That's yeah. what Carl did as well. He, he's got the same yeah, version yeah. I did. Even the screenwriter had to import it yeah. from Germany. Yeah, so he so that's what he did, and he loves it and watches it a lot. Um, what you didn't see, Deej, because he, as I said, when we were FaceTiming, yeah. he, he was sort of walking around his room, and we were looking at the stuff he's got. He's got a full-size BB-8 behind him, which he had, oh. which you could just see on the thing. Um, and, he, um, and he had a poster of Unhinged behind him. He's oh. actually got a picture of his own movie on his on I his office wall saw, behind was him. Was that like behind yeah. him that I, I yeah, thought was that's what it was, when, but it yeah. was kind of blurred. Yeah, it was blurred out distance. when we were talking. Yeah. Yeah, but on the FaceTime it wasn't. And so I could see all this cool stuff behind him and he was like, Yeah, I've got the poster there, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's funny. So yeah, it's very, very cool. He I mean he you know, he's a really nice guy and very, very keen on home theatre. I mean he again he showed me the pictures of his cinema room and uh you know it's really, really cool and um yeah, yeah he uh he he's a geek, he's one of us. <laughs> oh, big time. Big time. It's awesome. Uh John, have you seen this one? Have not. You have not? Oh. Definitely. Have you bought it yet, John, whilst we've been well, talking? No, I was looking at it, though, just now. <laughs> do, but do, do I hit the button? <laughs> you know, they're pricey because I'm looking at U571, too, and that's like 40 mm. bucks, which is oh. a lot for oh. a Blu-ray. I mean, it's not the difference with U571. It's, uh, uh, it's not of Lawrence of Arabia. Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah, which now, but, you know, has been released for 30 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but the U571, that one is not coming out in the u.s i wouldn't think anytime soon yeah. because at least not this this master because it's a studio canal right. master and they don't tend to release in the u.s as i understand it so you're safe on that one but un unhinged i suppose at any moment someone could go right let's let's release it in 4k because that's the kind of movie that could be snapped up and then released in 4k quite quickly but it's such a good movie i think that i think the blu-ray is in 7.1 
DTS HD, so it's still yeah. good. It's just not Atmos. Um, but, yeah, but I mean, yeah. I'd recommend the 4K. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, Paul Hurt, get Edgar Wright yeah, on next, Wright. which which I, <laughs> I think is – Local cool. boy. Yeah, which I think is great because it's like – like, uh, bring up. like all these writers aren't lining this. up to be on our show <laughs> right exactly he's <laughs> yeah. like oh sure hang on let me um yeah i got his number Roll right. yeah just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like oh my god that's what it it's is on the writer's hotline yeah it's um but i, I love that part at the end where we're what we were talking about bringing on some other people so they could collaborate. Like I'm going to try to work and maybe get some sound design, get a hold of a sound design mm. person through somebody and then be able to have that conversation. Right. And then mm. he can, as the writer can ask questions and cause he's just as much like they, you know, they get a story and now we've got to do this with it. And it's like, you know, and he told us all the different variables that he's been through. So it's really, uh, really quite fascinating because it's there's way mm. way more to it than we all know you know we go to the movie and go yay <laughs> it's like <laughs> and what what um, what those listening to the takeover tuesday won't get these which we did is just how much uh he was writing down he was yes. taking so many notes yeah well he's I, writing everything yeah. it's great uh, you and i talked about that <laughs> after that is i i've known a few yeah. writers that not as you know perfect like i know people that do write and they're they're mm. that's what they do it's just like everything to them. It's like they need those notes because they'll go back over them. And like you and I were talking about some, that's where they get inspiration. That's where they, I mean, it's, mm. it's all of that stuff. Artists do the same thing, you know, visual artists. Um, I know I've known people do that too. So it is, it's fascinating to watch him because you talk to him and then he's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to write this down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, well, we were, we were I talking before the good? show. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were talking before the show. He was asking about, we mentioned it again in the takeover Tuesday. He was asking about, um, some of the cases that I've dealt with yes. for stuff that he's writing now, which I won't say, but right. he, so stuff that he's writing now, he was asking about some of the things that yeah. I deal with. And again, it's just like, Steve, hold it there. Gets his notepad. Right. Tell me that again. What was it called? What's what that? was the name yeah. of that case? How do you do this? What was that one? What was this? Yeah. <laughs> just write it all down. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's awesome. Such a cool guy. Yeah. Really, really nice guy and such a geek. Oh, and his pride of joy is he's got, I, I told you, DJ, I'll, he, he quite happy for me to say he's got a screen used. <laughs> Last Crusade Grail in his cinema room, yeah. and it's his pride of joy. He said it cost me an absolute fortune. He said, but I saw it and I had to own it. He's a he's an Indiana Jones uh, geek and loves Dial of Density as much as we do as well. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah, we did talk about yeah. that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what we didn't do this week, guys? We uh, we we did, and I leave this in the notes for this exact reason. But we will bring this back up next week. Uh, oh, we sorry. need to yeah, talk about yeah, our yeah. systems again. But I think we taught. I, I think we did enough with the calibration thing that kind of mm-hmm. took over for that. Um, but yeah, it's we will be doing that. I have ideas on that. I'd actually like to make a video of each of us that can run while we talk. So we'll do that each week. Um, so we'll, we'll get to that. And um, also as well, uh, just I, I just want to say thank you to everybody supporting. This. If you're still watching right now, and Steve's yawning, so clearly we got to go. No, uh, no, no, it's no, midnight I'm over coughing. there. That's not like, yawning. I'm but if coughing. you're still watching or listening to this show, please, please hit subscribe. I uh, really appreciate it. We're trying to get up to that, especially on YouTube, uh, trying to get to that thousand so that we can do. I can do that 24 hours and maybe get all of my energy out. I don't know. If that'll ever happen, but uh, 24 are, hours um, of home theater. We're over 970 now. 
We've got, uh, so we've only got 30 Are left. We? Are we? Yep. We passed 970? As of earlier tonight, yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. I, last yes, I looked away. was 68 or something like that. And it's yeah, like, no, no, um, 970. But yeah, so um, I, I little some. I know I got to get going because I'm getting on with the uh, Patreon uh, patrons at eight o'clock for their. Uh, we're doing a Zoom call with the people with the patrons. Um, but yes, it's like I don't like asking for money, but um, I'm getting closer and closer to being like, damn it! Uh, I spend all my day doing this, and if I could get people to do this, and I'm like. <laughs> Man, because uh, Michael, that's one of the questions he asked me. One of the first, and I said, no, I don't want to do this for a living. And the more energy I've gotten from you guys, from from the listeners and everything, coming home from Cedia and being like, if I could turn this in, and, and like I could never give up my other job, but if I could actually get enough and just be 24-7 talking like this, this is what I would do. I mean, I I just absolutely love this. So. Um, you're costing me money as usual. Me too, Paul. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> well, yeah. So yeah, let's, uh, I, I don't like asking for money, but I actually, I'd like to pay Steve and John cause we've got to get some money to them. They do a lot of hard work and spend all their money. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll talk more about that later, but thank you to everybody for supporting us. All the people in the chat. Um, it's, it's just awesome getting the emails, the comments, and uh there's many ways to support us other than monetarily, but um but yeah, I, I gotta do a better job of getting that because uh it could help. It could help a lot and make the show grow even more because I got more time to do it. Um so hey, you guys got anything else? I mean we actually didn't no. do bad. We're only fifteen minutes over our regular time. So Yeah, yeah. I mean look, we, we could have done two hours on U five seven one, two hours on Some Unhinged, Sleepy two hours Hollow. on Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, easy. Yeah, Troy. So um, definitely yeah. we could yes. I mean yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I do think we we could spend more time on every single movie we watch, right? I like this honestly, I like this better. Mm. Like instead of us going, let's all watch Troy this week. You know, oh, I, I think this is so much better than moving along, moving faster, and then mm. you know gives everybody a different flavor um mm-hmm. even though you know steve well, seems to be the horror flavor 12 months of the year so much more to come <laughs> but i'm so in your month much steve. More to come. i'm in your next, month yeah. next four weeks are going to be all horror all the time <laughs> yeah no well, just, I, if people want to know if people want a kind of little trail as to what's coming up um the exorcist casper that's not a horror film dude i'm watching not a horror it film. next week i'm watching no, jen no, and i are watching it. i got it on kaleidoscape i have not seen this movie since <sighs> li- this laser disc i bought this laser disc no, I bought this laser disc. I believe it was one of the first THX, I think. I think it might have been one of the first yeah. DTS discs and I had to have it. And we were watching Sleepy Hollow and I'm like, Christina Ricci, she was in Casper, right? And we're like, yep. And while we're watching it, I grab my phone. I'm like, Boop, we're watching Casper next week. She's like, okay. Oh man. So, I'm, hey, we gotta but, have, um, we gotta have fun. That's where you get your inspiration, right? <laughs> Maybe this will go down like Sleepy Hollow did. The first time I'm like, sorry, guys. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, if I may trail what's coming up from my then, I've got The Exorcist in 4K, the director's cut to watch, um, the director's cut of The Wicker Man to watch as well, both in 4K. Okay. Um, and that's before I start delving into yep. my horror collection. Right. Um, those are new ones that have just come out. Um, so, and if I may say, I've never seen The Exorcist. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm doing The Exorcist yeah. as well. Jen and I are watching that one as well yeah. this week. 
So I'll join yeah. you on that. Never uh, seen it because wow. of the um, because when it came out here in the cinemas finally, um, which was ninety eight when I was working in the cinema, by that point it had been lampooned and kind of made fun of yeah. so many times. Right. And people were coming out of the, of the cinema having seen it, laughing. Mm. And I thought, well, I'm not going to waste my time with that. But luckily that's kind of gone away a bit now. And so now I think there's enough distance between it and it's just come out in 4K for me to hopefully watch it and, and just kind of watch it for what it is. So I'm looking forward to that. I can't wait. That's, a, that's one of my mm. films I should have seen long ago ticked off. There you go. <laughs> So, you know what so, you're watching, yeah. John? So, or are you flying by the seat of your pants, buddy? Yeah, I, I don't plan out my watching like that. I have no idea. <laughs> John's like, I have no idea. John's like, we're almost 20 minutes over, and I'm about to make it warm here again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no. But I'm saying I don't, I don't plan out. I, I know. I just pick something and watch it. Yep. <laughs> no, that's great. All right. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching, listening, participating, rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Um, back tomorrow night, live again. <laughs> I am live with, uh, boy, me and uh, Giles McCoy. Uh, who knows how long this one's going to go because we have a lot to break down about the uh, demise of Zapiti and uh, where the future, how this is going to affect us going forward, which I think is going to be great. I think this is a great uh, development for home theater nerds like ourselves. So till uh, tomorrow night, I'll see you then. Uh, Patreon supporters, I'll see you in about 45 minutes. So thanks, everybody. You know what you got to do. Go push play. What he said. Hey, Fred. This has been a Hey Fred production with theme music by Jeff Bernhardt and Throne Vault Productions.